Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, and Davey, where else can they find us? You can find us every Wednesday night, youtube.com forward slash up next, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, every Wednesday night we watch NXT and then we go live on our YouTube and record this show and talk about it. But today is a, a little different, isn't it? It's special. It's a special day. Is it a special we're day? recording from two separate places. Whoa, technology. Uh, I am in the BDE. The Braden Davy Estate. I'm drinking some Baco Noir. Just finished a nice Backwoods. Just finished NXT. Oh. Um, it yes. looks. I'm, oh, I'm on dry Riesling. A dry, nice. a dry Riesling. Wow, you're beasting off yeah. the Riesling. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we're not together. Well, we are in spirit, and we're still having Wine Wednesdays, and we didn't even plan it. Got to be done. Got to yeah. be done. Uh, so yeah, me and Davy are roommates, and for the past I don't know two plus years. We've been uh, roomies, and we've been recording so many podcasts. This podcast, um, every Wednesday night, up next. And, of course, patreon.com slash up next. So many podcasts that we'll get to. But it's happened. Not not really. <laughs> so, yes. For those of you that, have, that are uh, a patron, uh, you would have heard on our Clash of Champions watch long slash review. It was a disaster. It was a complete and utter disaster. So I, Saturday, I had a rare day off and I was looking forward to a bit of a me day. You know, uh, my girlfriend had plans with friends and I was like, oh, gonna, it's going to be a treat. 
treat yourself Saturday and just have a bit of a me day. Isn't that what, you, um, what we do anyways? <laughs> no, it was going to be me, just me, just me on my own, treating myself, you know, pampering myself. Okay. Um, and then I get a, I have all these plans. I know exactly what I, what I wanted to cook. I was going to cook like this bomb goulash. And then I get a text from my girlfriend saying, hey, so uh, someone my housemate works with has tested positive. Uh... I was like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, at home at the BDE a couple of days a week. And mostly I'm at my girlfriend's now because we've got the cat and everything. Um, so I was like, ah, guess that goulash is out the window. So... <laughs> <laughs> went and got myself uh, tested, but they say results don't come for uh, maybe it could be up to seven days, which is crazy. Yeah, well, I I got to do the responsible thing and kind of try and self isolate because I I don't know if I've got this thing. And as as you know, as we all know by now, you can be asymptomatic, so I don't want to be feeling fine, but going out and spreading this thing to other people, especially people that um, it could be like pretty dangerous to. So I stayed at home and uh, took pretty much the week off work. I was like, until I know my results, I can't come into work. Um, and then I, I tried to see the silver lining. I try to be an optimist when I can. Mm. It's like, right, got Clash of Champions coming up. And normally it's a hectic rush because, as you know, we do these watch-longs. Uh, I normally finish work at 6 slash 6.30 on a Sunday. And then I peg it home and try to set it all up to be live for 7. It's always very stressful. It's like, hey, I don't, I don't need to be stressed. You know what? I might even watch the pre-show today because got wow. nothing else to do. Who are you? 6.30 p.m. hits and all the power goes out. And it turns out not just in the BDE, but in the whole block. So it's 6.30. I'm texting my landlord being like, hey, where's the power? Where's the power? I'm like, oh, it's I'm going to watch... Clash of Champions. We're trying to watch Asuka versus Zelina Vega. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I was frantically trying to get it to work. Um, obviously, our like uh, our listeners are fantastic. So they kind of just organized a Zoom hangout uh, for Clash of Champions. So uh, some sort of watch long happened. It wasn't on YouTube, but something happened. Um, and then I'm watching it in our backyard on my phone. And I'm just seeing the percentage of my phone go down and down and down um, until it dies during Randy Orton's entrance. Oh. Um, so I'm like, ah, well, now I'm in a, in a basement with no windows and no lights. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thankfully, our landlord dropped off like a couple of power bars for the mobile for like my cell phone. So I managed to charge it up again and eventually just went to sleep. But That's like the, the power didn't come on in Uh, i'm like okay so my roommate uh he came in contact with someone who came in may he came in contact with someone who came in contact with someone who may or may not have come in contact so it's a whole weird train and then not only like you had something to do you had wrestling to watch and then the power goes out and it's just the saddest fucking story at first i was like you know of of all the times to be kind of self-isolating and stuff this is the best time. We've got Clash yeah. of Champions. I've got Monday Night Raw. I've got the G1. Like, I've got plenty of stuff. I've got the new Tony Hawk game, which I'm starting to get a bit better at. But I you don't have Mike power. <laughs> but I didn't have fucking power. 
And I couldn't even go, like, on a normal day, I'd go, well, you know what? Let's just go out, go to a bar, like, get my phone charged up then, watch whatever's on the TV, talk to whoever's there. Right. But I couldn't even do that. So the power came on at 2.30 after some tweets with Toronto Hydro. Uh, So eight hours we were out. So that sucked. That's crazy. Um, And then luckily we've had power since then, so kind of just been taking it easy the last few days. And then I did get my results back just a few hours ago. Uh, and I'm negative. And negative. As thought, like, I'm negative, so it's all good. But still, just like, what a weekend. Um, I don't want to complain too much because obviously people right now have it way, way worse than I do. Yep. But it did suck. It sucked. Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy because like, dude, I, I can't find another co-host again. I, I just can't. I just can't do that, man. I just can't. I just can't do it. Um, no, I was, I was like, like worried, like because, like, yeah, you're my guy. What am I supposed to do without you? You're my meal ticket. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, I was shook. Like, um, I luckily I I could stay at a, at a friend's place. Luckily, I was like, hey, my roommate might, you know, might have COVID. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to kind of hide out away from you, but, um, we were like thinking like, Oh, by the time we, we kind of knew like, ah, oh, you don't, you, you probably don't have it, but you know, the fact that none of us showed any symptoms, it yeah. was very unlikely, but still like, I'd hate it if I, if these results came back today and turns out I was positive. And since having the test, I've been at work, I've been to bars, I've like hugged old ladies, you know, I don't know, like it would you'd feel really shitty. Well, so first of all, you should stop. Uh, I think we did the right thing. No, I know. I'm <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's, but it's, yeah, so we were responsible. You were, I stayed at, um, uh, at the BDE for a couple of days while you yeah. were at your friend's house. And yeah, it's then the same friend, uh, uh, it's the same friend who came into my, uh, my room, uh, last week and sat down on my couch. And then my friend said, Hey, Brayden, what are these, uh, cheetah print sunglasses who's been sitting here in your room whose glasses are these whose women's glasses are these and i said no they're just david oh have you got my sunglasses <laughs> yeah so thanks for that i've been looking for them yeah that was great for them that was great trying to explain they're, they're, no no, no they're, they're great they're great sunglasses no no no. they're just david's dollarama cheetah sunglasses that he thought were made. they're fantastic they're fantastic <laughs> You see, I lose them, so why would I get anything well, I any have them, more expensive? I have than them that? here for you. I was wearing them today. They look great. I felt like they're, Carol they're nice. Yeah, it felt good. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been separated, and like, yeah, I feel like we haven't. Um, we've been doing all our shows like like in person, obviously, because we we live together. Mm. And Wednesday nights has been like for the boys. Really, it's been our our night. So now we watched. NXT, but in separate households, and and we're obviously we're drinking wine from a distance apart, but we're still here in spirit. So to whoever to wherever you are, maybe listening to this right now, cheers to you on a Wednesday night. Uh, health to you, your friends, your family. Hope everyone's being all right, being safe, being responsible. Um, yeah, I know. So get tested, like even like for any reason, you know, like it's. I, at least here in Canada, it's free. Like, there's no reason not to. It kind of sucks. But, you know, the more people that get tested, the more we know and the more we can kind of, you know, quell this thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we watch 
NXT, we watch WWE, we watch wrestling, we talk about all the wrestling, and all the wrestling in this pandemic has been taking place in Florida. And I know last week we we were kind of blasé and, and joked about like, oh, like if uh, people don't show up on the show and, and stuff, and and we we were just like speculating essentially. And it's it's just a it's a it's a scary time to to not only be like entertainers and, and have to go and perform st- stuff, but I just saw clips of the 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 Stanley cup and all the players from Tampa who won this cup, they kind of didn't give a shit that they won this Stanley cup asterisk. All of them were just like, yeah, I've been in this bubble for so long. I just kind of want to be with my family again. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking that's maybe how some of these, these wrestlers may feel who are obviously, you know, some of them have family down in, in Florida and all these people who are just entertaining us. I, I feel for like, it's, it's crazy. And like, you know, people who have jobs, frontline workers, people who, who had to go back to work, people like us who, you know, we have other jobs and it's like, we can't just not go to work. We have to, this, the, you know, the society keeps running and it's fucked. It's scary. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Um, obviously I work in the bar and restaurant industry and yeah. our hours have just been cut. I know they have in the UK as well. Uh, we're now closing at 11. Um, it, talks about going back a phase maybe which is gonna getting into colder weather is gonna really hurt like livelihoods and businesses and i believe quebec have already shut down all bars and restaurants again so definitely seems like we're going backwards which is a shame but you know what what doesn't go backwards ever wrestling just keeps yeah on, keeps on plodding along even in a pandemic yes there is uh, so much wrestling to 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 watch to to expose yourself to um it's crazy uh i i love pro wrestling because it's definitely an escape for me and uh i'm happy that i got the g1 back that's mm. definitely helping me kind of just like tune out of the world and put on some some japanese watch Ishii Are you up and to date uh, I watch, I, I cherry pick. I'm a cherry picker on the G1. I ain't, okay, no spoilers because I haven't seen today's yet. Okay, I'm still, okay. I've still, still got to watch uh, Goto Naito and I've got to watch this morning's. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been I, loving it. Yeah. I've really I, been enjoying it. I've really been loving the, the G1. Obviously, Ishii, the MVP of the G1. Um, but it's, 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 it's been fun to kind of watch that. That's definitely been my, my I, I feel like, it's the most normal, even though the crowd is really weird with the no cheering thing, just the clapping. Mm. It's very, very odd to watch and uh, not as odd as the money clip uh, submission, submission hold. But it's it's been fun to kind of get to, to watch something that, you know, kind of gets you and everyone's got their their thing that they're kind of their escape, their comfort zone, you know. And obviously, as wrestling fans, we we, we put on some wrestling and we get into that like zone and can just enjoy and I feel like watching this G1 because they've just been pumping out so many shows and matches and stuff that it's it's feeling normal. It's feeling regular. I feel like, oh, I can, I can get the, my the happy quality's place. quality's definitely stepped up since like the uh, New Japan Cup and that. We've had some, some matches that have, like, any year I find equally as entertaining, you know, with a proper audience or whatever. It feels, it feels the closest to, like, proper New Japan, you know? Yeah. Um, and we'll actually be talking all about this G1 in next month's best ma- match ever. So this is a good time to kind of talk about our schedule for October because we are coming to the end of September. Oh, it's um, September 30th. October, it is. So what does that mean, Brayden? It means it's October. It's October, exactly. Oh, you so mean, you mean, oh, shows. wait, you mean it's spooky <laughs> season. I know it's spooky season. 
Yeah. So we've uh, got a whole load of shows lined up, including that best match ever of New Japan's G1 Climax 2020. But next week, we, we've come to the end of our NXT 2012 run in Was Next. So we've got a show talking all about the last couple of episodes of NXT from 2012 and kind of giving our highlights of that year so far. And then this Sunday, we will be joined by Chris Leone to talk about four episodes from the original series of The Twilight Zone. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is a great way mm. to kick off spooky season. Um, we do a show called Up Yours where world champ patrons can pick stuff and we, we have them on and we chat and we review it. It's like an executive producer type thing. And yeah, our, our world champ patron, Chris, he kind of had this in his back pocket. He wanted us to talk about some old school Twilight Zone. So what better time to do this than in October? And we're doing it this week with four classic episodes. And I I think I, I just watched some of them. I got to catch up. I got to finish two of them because we're doing four because they're about 20 minutes each episode. But uh, yeah, um, I, it's it's a great Great pick. The, the Twilight Zone. For it speaking. holds up, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. it's clearly very dated. We're talking oh, about yeah. the late 50s, early 60s here, but it still like, makes you feel uneasy and it's oh, creepy. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so check we'll talk out about that. our Patreon yeah. because we, we have the episode breakdown on there. Uh, we're also doing another throwback pay-per-view review where we'll be looking at Halloween Havoc 1993, which features Vader versus Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. Is this with the ear? Spooky. The ear thing? Is there eyes popping out oh, in this match too? Probably. Who, probably it's Vader and probably. Mick. It sounds great. Uh, yeah, we, we have a whole month planned. We just did, uh, if, if you're like, hey, guys, I love you. I, I just don't want to, there's too many podcasts. I can't. Well, we just did a free review of Batman. That just came out. It's on this very free feed. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Well, you can if you can start with us on this journey through Batman, that's on this free feed. Uh, we, we, we're going to be doing more scary movies, definitely, because it's October. We do love some horror movies. The October schedule is going to be out by the time you're probably listening to this. And like you said, patreon.com slash up next. We have so many things scheduled from was next chatting at the end of 2012, like you said, to the Twilight Zone. We just did a best match ever, G1 2016. We did a review of Back to the Future. We did a review of The Room. We have so many things up on the schedule, on the Patreon there. Um, our Patreon is just wild this month, I think, with the scary shit, spooky shit. Let's quickly, so we're looking at The Evil Dead. We're looking what? at Frankenhooker. What? At um, Top 5 Spooky Moments in Wrestling. Ooh. We bring back the Top 5 show. Top 5. Uh, and we'll be going back to Halloween to talk about Halloween 3. Uh, all of these... <laughs> Uh, it's the one Halloween film I haven't watched of like the original series. Isn't it because I refuse to let you? I refuse to. to and talk now about we're it. like, let's go back and watch that one. Um, uh, yeah. So a lot of scary things, but also uh, a lot of wrestling on there as well. If you're not into horror, which it's not everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. uh, there's still enough wrestling uh, for you to enjoy on the Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, five bucks a month gets you access to all those shows, all the past shows, everything we've ever done. Patreon.com slash up next. Support the BDE and listen to some of these podcasts. We put out a free version of um, Best Match Ever, Stan Hansen with John Pollock on the post-wrestling feed. And uh, we've also tweeted out links of all those matches that we watch as well. But we've just been potting all day, every day, even if we're not in the same room, in the same BDE, we still are potting and we can't stop, won't stop. Um, I see in the, the YouTube chat, because we are live right now, uh, 
Hogan Bay in the chat says, Halloween 3 is hilariously shit. Yes, and that oh, is wait, why... That, that's our speciality here I, at I, Next. Yeah, I really... Hilariously I really shit. I re- we just... We, I love when listeners are, are like totally behind on some of the shows because we just got a tweet yesterday who was like, oh my God, the review of The Room. Cheap, 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 cheap. And I'm like, yep, thank, yep <laughs> that's right. Uh, also, hilariously shit. Um, so... Yeah, uh, we do so many podcasts and go check us out and go to our Twitter at Up Next Podcast and of course the Facebook page and group Up Next Podcast for all the information, all the shows, all the stuff we post and the chats are always fire in the Facebook group. Absolutely. Before we move into NXT, I want to ask you, Brayden, because you weren't around for the kind of review. Oh, shout out to Paul from New Jersey, by the way, who um, was meant to be doing the watch long with uh with us all but obviously that just failed and died miserably um so i had him come on for the review for clash of champions and i thought he was absolutely fantastic did a great job um you joke about if one of us were to lose each other Braden, at the beginning yeah. but like there are people who who know their stuff and are part of this community and just big thank you to paul because um you were awesome on that um but Braden. Did you get to see any of Clash of Champions? Uh, I did. I definitely did. Um, I checked some of it out. Well, we did a, We just did a, a Clash of Champions 1 review on our Patreon mm. last week. So Clash of Champions was all in my vibe. Uh, not only did we get to see Sting versus Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship with Jason Hervey as the guest judge. We talk all about Clash of Champions. Who didn't, didn't, didn't judge it for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. That that show was so much fun. Go listen to our Patreon, Clash of Champions 1. We just did it this past weekend. Holy shit. But I was in the Clash mood. I was feeling championship material. So I, mm. uh, I, I mentioned cherry picking my wrestling. So I definitely did that for Clash of Champions. Uh, I watched the ladder match, and then I watched the... Um, the main event with Roman Reigns and uh, the Uso, the one Us against, I don't even know which one it was. Was it Jay? It was Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what were your thoughts? Like, it's kind of been universally praised, it seems. Yeah, no, um, it, was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it felt like it was a whole, it felt like it was a movie almost. And sometimes mm. good wrestling matches kind of feel that way. Uh, I always compare like epic New Japan five-star classics as like, the storytelling within is like a movie. And I felt like this with Roman Reigns and, and Jay Uso uh, was very, very good and very compelling. Good storytelling kind of gets Roman Reigns over as this big dog, big shirtless dog. I might add uh, looking oh. good with, without the vest, uh, take your vest off. You look like Aladdin and he did. And he, now he's jacked. He's Roman, the big dog. I think this is a good direction for this, this kind of character. Um, I watched that. I, I thought that was, that was really entertaining. But at the end of it, I guess it did its job because at the end of it, it made me go, okay, this guy is a badass now. He looks like a mean dude. What's, what's, his ne- what's the next thing here? What's his next, what's his big program? So I'm imagining it's, I don't know, Bray Wyatt or Which, something. I mean, I did, it shows they did their job. It, I like, I'm definitely more interested in watching SmackDown this week than I have been for a long time. And I think this yeah. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns story has been fantastic. And both have played their role so well and if you listen to us on what's next we're talking about roman from eight years ago where we're going oh this guy's a really good heel he sounds great as a heel he looks great as a heel and now he's obviously eight years more experienced and just it just works like everything is clicking into place with it um it's 
it's the best thing WWE have done for so long. And I was kind of getting the same buzz I felt when I watched Kofi, like Kofi Daniel Bryan, you know? It like it made you go, oh yes, this is why I have loved wrestling all these years and not just like work rate, like NXT or whatever. It's like, no, I love I love it when they manage to make a story, like just storytelling work, um, which they can do amazingly when they yeah. kind of put their mind to it. Definitely. Uh, so I I'm very looking forward to seeing how it goes. And I'd say it's on my short list for, um, for best of the year right now. I'm not saying it's my favorite match of the year. Right. Yeah. But I put it on the short list. It, it was, it was really entertaining to, to watch. And I thought Roman really came off as this, this good heel. The buzz that I'm getting, everyone is saying is like, yeah, he's, he's got a, he's going to be a Hollywood star. Like his acting is really what kind of got over, I think in, mm. in that thing. But yeah, overall, uh, like I said, I, I did cherry pick, um, my, my clash of champions. Uh, but then, uh, I watched the, the clash of the losers, uh, last night. That was even more entertaining. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> the real main event, oh boy. the real professional wrestling event of the year, uh, of the, I don't know, millennium century. I'm talking about WWE hall of famer president, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Uh, we're Canadians. We just live above the meth lab and we go, fuck, that looks bad. And then we drink maple syrup and ride around on our snowmobiles. <laughs> but uh, it's it's kind of a, a worldwide thing. I think a lot of people were watching this. Um, did you did you check it out? I know you're such a big Trump fan. I did. So, so my <laughs> girlfriend said she wanted to watch some comedy last night. So I put on the presidential <laughs> debate and that's exactly what we got. It felt um, like watching Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> It's the thing is I watch it and I'm you, it's so many emotions in one go. Cause I'm, I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is. I come out of it going, I don't know what any of those guys stand for. I know they don't like each other and they won't let each other talk. Yeah. Um, then you get angry. Cause you're like, well, this is the state of the world. You get sad and then you, you laugh again. Um, it's, it, it was a complete embarrassment. Um, I honestly think you need a, like I tweeted this yesterday, you need a three strikes and you're out thing. If this is a debate, you interrupt once, one strike. Second time, that's your final warning. Third time, sorry, what is it? Two hour debate? You give up the right to talk for the next two hours. All the questions are just being fielded to the person who can, you know, show you the respect of like listening. I'm sorry, but how, like, I don't, this guy doesn't listen at all to anyone <laughs> how can you have that as your fucking leader it's it's embarrassment it's so it's, embarrassing again I, we're just we live we live in toronto and it's like we just kind of watch this. i i work at a tv station and my job was to take the feeds and watch this and 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 i watched it and like you said i got my you know i got my popcorn ready and i was like just like in in shock and awe of what i was watching it does it didn't feel real like it didn't feel like this is a real thing it felt like an SNL sketch. It felt like a Monday, a bad Monday night promo vignette gone wrong. Like, you know what I mean? It just felt that way. Um, but I know a lot of people who, who are like American and, and, you know, they have the power to vote and they did watch this and they, there's millions of people in this country. And uh, I don't, again, I live, we live in Canada. I visited the States a bunch, but I'm, I don't, I'm not there. I, I can't say anything, but what I can say as a, like a viewer of this, I've never seen a country more divided and more scared and yeah. more fucked up, to be honest. Like this, this thing last night was just so 
it was it was entertaining because it was a car wreck. It was a car crash. It was, it was a car crash. Yeah, and it was just so I, bad. I it read like um, uh, I read a little interview with Chris Wallace, the the moderator of it. Quote unquote. Uh, Shawn Michaels, he is not. No Shawn Michaels, this guy. <laughs> this makes this <laughs> makes you this makes you go, huh? Maybe Joe Rogan should moderate a fucking debate. Like oh, at this point, you know what? I, I felt for the guy because it, it, and that's where I'm like, well, what are the rules? Okay, you're you're asking President Trump not to interrupt, but he's the president and he's going to interrupt anyway. Like there are no rules, so why does yeah. it fucking matter? Like even at the end when he's like, yo, this is what's happening. You're having two minutes and you're going to shut the fuck up. They're still like, nah, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt. Oh, he's making a good point. I'll interrupt it. No, you've done 47 years of nothing, but. It made me think, it, I got kind of flashbacks of, remember when JR moderated that 2K panel when Ric Flair just went off? Oh, on yeah, one? oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Just, that gets the point where you're like, all right, I'm out. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was really entertaining to watch. Uh, I, again, I, I'm not trying to tell people, you know, this isn't a political show. This is a wrestling show. But I got wrestling vibes from it. Like, legit, it felt like this. Whether you take digs, you're cutting, you're saying one-liners to the guy. You're, you're attacking the guy this way. He's attacking you this way. It's crazy. The thing is, though, if it was a wrestling segment, we'd criticize it after because we go, ah, oh, no, they were just talking over each other. I didn't really follow it <laughs> at all. We criticize it. They didn't stick to the script. It was, this is why Vince yeah. skips everything. You need to stick to the script. Uh, yeah, uh, just just insanity. And, Someone yeah. made a point of, um, like at the Oscars when a costume designer won the award and they like she says like 30 seconds and then they cut her off and play her oh. out. It's like, you can do that for them, but you can't be like, no, your mic's off now. Yeah, why can't Shut they just up. cut mics? I'd ever, I'd, I, don't, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand how there's supposed to be two or three more of these things. It's like, that's the real, they should charge pay-per-view. The numbers on these on on that debate was probably crazy, astronomical, considering everyone. So, what you're saying? I mean, I feel after the debacle of um, the Clash of Champions watch along. Are you saying a presidential debate watch along? Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd be really down. (laughs) Usually it's Tuesdays, which I usually work, but yeah, uh, it's some definitely something we could do. Uh, It's it's really entertaining to watch. Like how ridiculous was this thing uh and you know again i'm not telling you what to do but if you're american vote vote just vote um so that was that was crazy and every, everything comes back to wrestling because like i said he's the wwe hall of famer our uh, your president yours and mine uh well not ours but uh so that was my my real clash of champions i felt like i watched jay uso and roman reigns but they didn't get anywhere clash near. of champions or clash of losers yeah it was, was the clash it was it was it was it was bad um but you know uh <laughs> there is there is something to say between like you can tell when someone is 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 sweating and is upset and interrupting someone and when someone is cool calm and collect and can look into the camera look at you and talk to you at home and it's just interesting. Yeah, like he's he's definitely like he's definitely nailed it. But the funniest shit is at the end. He's like, fuck this clown. And then he's like, people of America. <laughs> he did call him a clown. <laughs> Will you shut up, man? That was great. It's already on a t-shirt. But I loved at the end where Joe Biden's wife comes over, hugs him, and goes, Honey, you did a great job. Look at you, honey. And then Trump's wife comes over, and then you see the camera shot of Biden and his wife. 
And then Trump is like waving the arm of his wife, like, hug me. Hey, hug me, hug me, kiss me. Yeah. And she's like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not going to do that. Just really. Yeah. But did Trump's son ever have a cocaine problem? <laughs> that, <laughs> that was crazy. Cause then Biden's like, yeah, my son overcame it. And we can overcome this. And we can. I'm like, damn, yeah. all right. Fuck, you got me. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't care about uh, uh, really politics, but I do know that I don't like racism. So uh, I, hope, uh, I hope Biden wins. <laughs> if, the Rock supports, if the Rock supports Biden, then damn it. I do too. Uh, yeah, it was it was exciting, and we're talking about this more than we're talking about pro wrestling. Shall we talk about some pro wrestling? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Will you shut okay. up, man? Jeez, let's talk about NXT from September thirtieth, two thousand twenty. Uh, one day away from spooky season. One day away, and a few days away from Takeover thirty one this Sunday. Yes, not Saturday. Folks, it's a Sunday. I know because I took off work for this coming takeover. But we go with our go home show to Takeover Thirty One. We have, like you said, we have Shawn Michaels moderating a like uh, a one on one, a face to face between Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor later tonight. Um, maybe Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly will bring their night vision goggles to this face to face. Yes, we'll get to that a little later. But we start the show. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we start the show. We will. We will see night vision goggles again on this show. We do. Oh yeah. I mean, we saw some last week on NXT, and then we saw Randy with them on Monday Night Raw. If you ask me, the secret person that's showing up this Sunday is Randy Orton because he has the night. Oh, vision. is it Randy? It could be. I mean, oh. he's never been in NXT, but yeah. We start the show off with Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai. Last week, both of these two were in the Battle Royal, and it was Shotzi who eliminated Dakota. Dakota's mad. She wants some retribution. So tonight, these two face off. Um, Shotzi Blackheart has been... She always comes to the ring in her tank, Eat My Tank. Looks awesome. Epic entrance, as always. But she always turns to the camera, and she says, let's go to the ball pit. It's it's the ball. Welcome pit. to the ball pit. Welcome, welcome to the ball pit. And I uh, I don't know if you follow Shotzi Blackheart on Twitter. I do. She has recently been promoting her Amazon wish list, which is just all ball pit stuff. So currently, okay. wrestling fans are buying Shotzi Blackheart ball pits, like the balls for a ball pit. So Shotzi at this point in time has like almost a thousand like actual little colorful balls in her apartment. She's literally been creating a ball pit, which is nice. It sounds great <laughs> before, uh, before a pandemic sounds good in a pandemic, a whole thing full of little balls and kids running around touching them. Doesn't sound great, but welcome to the ball pit. Shotzi Blackheart uh, versus Dakota. She drops Dakota early on and, does welcome to the ball pit, which is the leg drop to the groin area. She then hits a double knee arm breaker to Dakota. Now working on the arm, but then a drop down like knee hold submission type move into this surfboard and to like this awesome, it, I would say an inverted surfboard here. Shotzi definitely showing off some technical 
submission style wrestling. The, 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 the image of her like bending Dakota backwards here with this move looked really awesome. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, who is ringside for Dakota, sticks her nose in some business, which is distract Shotzi, which allows Kai to hit a backbreaker for a two count. We go to commercial break during picture in picture. There's a commercial of Jeff Goldblum trying to convince me how, where I can get a new apartment while Dakota Kai is hitting the boot face washes in the corner to Shotzi. Uh, when we come back from commercial break, Shotzi fires off, fires back with like the reverse sling blade bulldog type thing, a huge pop-up knee and a rolling elbow, the sent on to the ropes, and then a tiger suplex, all for a two count. Both women are now fighting on the apron, and Shotzi hits the switchblade kick, and then Shotzi Blackheart hits uh, a sliced bread off the like ring post onto the apron. And I screamed, and I think a lot of NXT fans at home were screaming in unison, holy Jesus, because this spot was scary. Holy. This was nuts. Yeah, this looked really nasty. Um, I don't know how I they think, didn't get hurt. I think it was Andrew McDonald, uh, one of our listeners, tweeted out, um, Triple H going to Shotzi, like, okay, so have you done your studying this week? And she's like, yeah, I've been watching the best of Naito versus Ibushi. Because <laughs> this was just like, okay, I'll just drop on my head here. Yeah, they showed the replay. It, a few it looked times. nasty. It was pretty scary. Yeah, I watched the the USA Network tweeted it, and a lot of people were like, "Yo, is she, are they okay?" Because this just looked mm. very nasty. A slice bread onto the apron. Ah, uh, just nasty, nasty. Somehow they're both okay, at least for now. Um, and Gonzalez tries to get involved, but out comes. Rhea Ripley, who shoves Gonzalez, shoves uh, Dakota Kai, and Shotzi gets a roll-up, pinning Dakota Kai. Shotzi beats Dakota, and uh, Dakota and Raquel are kind of pissed off, and Rhea Ripley's like, <laughs> Ripley's still the, the good guy, but still kind of being a bully. But uh, it, it works, I guess, in this dynamic. I'm happy Shotzi kind of got the win over Dakota, kind of keeping her stock where it is. Uh, but actually, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I thought this was I, really I thought, fun. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, it's It was good to see, like, relatively kind of, um, yeah, a strong win from Shotzi here. And she's, if this was AEW, you'd be looking at her, like, her ranking right now. Because her win-loss record has been very good over the last few weeks, I would say. Um, and I don't know if you caught this, but with the uh, the apron spot, Tom calls it not the hardest part of the ring, not the most difficult part of the ring, but he called it the most daunting part of the ring. Did you oh, catch this, Brady? I did. I did because he's like he. The, I think he. I think he said it because if I remember correctly, he goes, "She lands on the. She lands hard on the most." Don't, he didn't want to say he, he lands hard on the hardest part. So he's the like, most hardest uh, part, quickly yeah. think, quickly think. So I don't, what is daunting? What's the... Uh, daunting what? is something that's like intimidating. Like you're okay. daunted by it. Like, oh, so oh, I don't want to go near the apron. It yeah. says uh, to make someone feel intimidated or apprehensive. Yeah, so exactly. The, the, I mean, the, the apron's pretty intimidating. It's not as bad as when... That Beth could be said. my like wrestling thing. Like daunting Dragon Dave. Well, daunting David Port Davy Portman. 
Daunting, Dragon Dave. Daunting Dragon Dave. <laughs> yeah, sure. I like it. Yeah, it sounds great. You're very daunting. Uh, so Shotzi beats Dakota, and I think it's going to end up being a, a tag match in the near future between Shotzi, Ripley, Dakota, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. You know, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought both women did some great offense, some great storytelling. Uh, I also like the the Twitter battle that kind of ensued after the fact, where I think it was is it Dakota making fun of Rhea Ripley's die job? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Rhea said something about an L and then uh, Dakota came back at like, yeah, well just, I keep reaching for that W while you keep reaching for that hideous bleach blonde or something like that. Oh, damn. Nice. Rhea Ripley doesn't seem like she's good at the, the, the fast quips, the Twitter game. No, you know, she's no retribution on Twitter, right? Oh, Retribution, fantastic. Won me over completely in a week. Uh, Best thing in WWE. (laughs) Yeah, well, you could say that. So we go to an interview. It's like a split-screen interview between the Cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar, and Isaiah Swerpscott, the number one contender. They have a match for the title at TakeOver 31 this Sunday. Uh, Both men are kind of talking here. Swerve says, I am the only man to pin you in all of WWE. Escobar says, leave me alone. You're a parasite. All you do is linger. And I hate people who linger. You're a loose end. And I tie up loose ends. Uh, Swerve says, I've been doing this for a long time. I fought a lot to get here. And you don't play fair. Escobar says, why are you complaining about what's fair? Nothing's fair. Swerve says, what's fair is you have a bag of tricks but you know I'm better than than you. I've adapted to everything in my life, in the ring. I am prepared. I am going to show you what I am truly capable of. Escobar is running his mouth at him, saying he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't measure up. And Swerve says, "Hmm, our cruiserweight champion is a fraud." And Santos doesn't take too kindly to this, and says, "My bag of tricks is something I call a century of tradition." And Sunday. I will bury you with it. So cruiserweight championship on the line Sunday for takeover 31. Uh, this was, this was fine. This match was added this week. And I think a lot of people are pretty excited. I think these two will, uh, I don't know, maybe steal the show. Cause I feel like these two will deliver a banger. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. The, these two have been feuding for a while and have had some great matches in the past. I actually love this sit down interview. I thought, both guys, especially Swerve. What I love with Swerve here is he sounded like a real person. He sounded like someone who was like, yeah, no, I'm better than you. I've beaten you before. And every time you've won, you've cheated. And he didn't then go like, but you know, at TakeOver 31, you're in Swerve's house. Or he didn't like try and push (laughs) like a slogan or a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Which so many people do and kind of ruin these segments. This felt like a real athlete who had a gripe and was like, no, I'm better than you. Like it was a bad call while you've won before. And I'm going to take that title from you. And Escobar was still like in his heel persona, but also wasn't his line about um, what you call a bag of tricks. I call a century of tradition and I'm going to bury you with it. Felt more like, I don't know, like good burn rather than like a wrestling slogan. I, I thought both guys sounded really good here. 
and um, kind of needed it because I don't think you need to see these guys interact in the ring anymore. Like this match has been built for months now. Um, but it was good to just hear from both person, I thought, and has made me more hyped for the match. Yeah, I, d- I don't need to see them wrestle anymore. They've wrestled so much that you kind of need to... to I mean, you're going to see them wrestle on Sunday, right? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, yeah, like this is, this is, this is the, main, the yeah. main match that we've kind of been building. I think it was a takeover, it maybe even two takeovers ago where we're like, oh, are they going to get a takeover match? Oh, are they going to get a takeover match? Yeah, it's no. been a while. Yeah, so yeah. finally they have it. The Cruiserweight title will be defended on a takeover. So that's, that's pretty cool. And you know what? Is that the first time ever? Uh, I feel like we had it before, but I, I could be wrong. But uh, but I'm pretty ex- sorry. We've had it, we've had the UK title before, but I I don't know if we've had the cruiserweight. Yeah, true. Takeover. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Correct for this me match. if I'm wrong. We have a video package for all of the matches. We'll give some predictions of Takeover 31 at the uh, after this. Uh, we talk about this episode for sure. And here it is: the Night Vision goggles. It's Randy Orton. He's here, the Viper. Um, <laughs> We, we see this person. We're not sure who it is. The voice is all like mixed in with different voices like Siri or your Google Play or whatever the hell it is. Uh, what I got out of this is uh, I heard them say that I can't go back home. Well, there's too many roads to take. Same place, same time. When you realize there's nothing you can do about it, you better do something about it. It will be your destiny. It's kind of like a Bray Wyatt promo. It's just all over the place. Um, but some they're, people... They're deliberately trying to um, kind of not swerve you, but it's, it's too ambiguous that you can't really get it. When, when Jericho... I think you brought up the Jericho promos, like um, Jericho Save vignettes Save last us, week. Two, two, two. It, you, could, you could work it out. You could work out it was Jericho from those things. This one, it's they're mixing the male voice with the female voice. Um, they're like he, the person looked at a, a poster, and it was both the like NXT Championship and NXT Women's Championship match on there. So it wasn't even clear like what they're going for. Um, I think it's I think it's cool. I'm glad they're only doing it as a as a two week thing for a build because build it up any longer than this, I think we're inevitably going to end up disappointed when we will Bo Dallas comes out or whatever. <laughs> okay. But so two, two weeks t- to get you in track. It's another cool like hook for the, for the takeover where we go, okay, who's that person? Yeah. So the, and I'm not uh, going to feel like I've invested too much time thinking about it going into it. So is it Bo Dallas? Is it Ember Moon? Is it Paige? People are saying Paige. I, that's definitely not who it is. I could see it being Ember Moon. Ember would be cool. Uh, I mean, the women's division's pretty stacked. We um, were told it's it's some like it looks as if they're they are a former champion, either men's or women's. And mm. A Bo Dallas has been champion because we were talking about him on Was Next this week. And Ember Moon was also a former women's champion here, so it kind of would make sense for for that. I'm kind of de- more down for Ember Moon. She could attack uh, EO after the match or or Candice after the match, I guess. Um, either yeah i'm more down for ember moon i think i think the women's division is very stacked there that you don't necessarily need an ember moon um but it'll be good for her because unfortunately her run on the main roster wasn't good and she's been she must be ready to return soon because she's been out for a long long time well does she use uh night vision goggles and or a motorcycle because that's what this person 
was using in this. And they were at, they drove by the Amway center, which means they're coming from the Thunderdome, which means they're leaving the main roster. That's what I got out of this. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm driving. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. They drove away from the Thunderdome. Meaning Mm. like I'm, I'm leaving the main roster. So it's definitely someone from this main roster. And I, I think it's, I think it's a, a, a woman competitor, like a challenger for the women's title. And I think it's Ember Moon, but I could be wrong. Imagine it's Bo Dallas. Uh, we'll lose our minds. I'm down with that. <laughs> That's the thing. I think Bo, I think he's been so damaged over the years. It's not Bo Dallas. I'll tell you right now. It if it's Bo be, Dallas. You can't, build, you can't build Bo Dallas up this much. He's touching my bum. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out this Sunday at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Who is the person who's showing up to take over. Instead of showing up in the crowd now, they just have people show up on motorcycles and night vision goggles and stuff. Up next is a prime target. Remember that? Prime target. Yeah. But this time it's featuring the number one contender for the the world title here in NXT, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, this is awesome. So it's uh, a prime target. It's like a little documentary um based around the one person and of course this is on kyle and it talks about he talks about coming from british columbia and training and there's tons of clips of kyle in the independent scene ring of honor evolve new japan everywhere he says uh, he's he's traveled and worked so hard to make it here to nxt and the wwe but even if i was still wrestling for five dollars a weekend I would still be doing it because I believe in it. This is what I love, and this is my passion. When I came here, the Undisputed Era is the best thing that's ever happened to me, professionally and personally, because you might not know, but we are legit best friends. And then it shows clips of them for, for years, uh, going scaling back to, we, we, get our, we get our G1 Climax NXT uh, debut here with this shot of Kyle and, and Bobby at, at one of the G1s. Uh, a few years ago. And Kyle continues on to say, Finn Balor is someone who's always been in my sights. I've been chasing him. I finally left Canada to the US. Finn Balor left the US and went to Japan. When I finally left US and went to Japan, Finn Balor left Japan and came to the WWE. And when I came to the WWE in NXT, Finn Balor went to the main roster. Well, now, Finn Balor is back in NXT and this match is finally happening. And then it's showing clips of Kyle like in his gym, on his bike in the in the in the forest, going off on a mountain bike somewhere. Shows clips of him like in Evolve, like I said, Ring of Honor, just murking dudes, doing judo and Do you think he did the classic like running through the forest video? And and then they were like, uh, let's try putting your hood up and getting on a bike. They go, oh yeah, that, that looks better. That looks better. <laughs> uh, it looks great. I, I I do love me some biking, and he looks like he's he's like he's got a pretty souped up bike going through the woods there. I I thought this video was awesome. Um, I think it was a shame that we didn't get like a proper like a an episode prime target because I yeah. think there's so much there. If you go back, um, listen to his interviews with. I can never remember it. They're interchangeable for me. Austin or Jericho. He had fantastic interview a few years ago when he just signed with WWE and was talking about how he was like wrestling in the US illegally. And every time he kind of crossed the border, he was, he was super worried and would do these epic long drives to, to make a, like a wrestling gig and that kind of thing. 
And you factor in kind of the, like his diabetes as well. Um, mm. there, there's so much story, like on the person of Kyle Riley, you can tell and go through his tag team success, but be like, hey, I, I wrestled singles a bunch too. I, I think these, these things are always pretty good, these prime targets. And I, oh, think, yeah. I, I think one of the ones we criticized was, it was one of the times they did like Cole and Gargano again. And we like, we know it. We know this story by now. Like it's cool, but we know the story you're telling. Whereas I think a Kyle O'Reilly could have really done with more than that, just this. I thought this was great, but I'd sit down and watch 30 minutes of it. I would watch, I would totally watch a, a full episode of this, but this was, this was excellent. I don't know how you wouldn't be hyped for this match after watching this. It ends with, with Kyle in the, in the, like the Gracie gym somewhere in Florida. And then he says that this Sunday, uh, he uses some poor choice of words here when he says the second wave of the golden prophecy. I was like, Oh, don't give me, don't talk about the second wave right now, please. Uh, but the second wave of the golden prophecy will come true. And that is undisputed. Uh, yeah, this was, I don't know, under 10 minutes. And I really loved it. This got me so hyped for this match. And the story for me is, Whoa, he's been chasing this dude and they haven't really tied it up. And now we're going to finally get this dream match that, they're not WWE hitting us over the head with dream match, dream match, first time ever. It's just like, hey, we've never I, fought and I've been chasing you and I want to fight you. And I'm like, yo, that's pretty lit. I agree. I think I'd like to say a bit more about that when we get to kind of the sit down interview later. But yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. And I think just moving Kyle into singles unlocks all these potential kind of dream matches. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It's whenever you bring someone in from the Indies and you go, Oh, I, I hope to see them against this guy and this guy and this guy. And they're there. They're there already. Just got to move the pieces around a bit. And you go, Oh, wow. We we're in, we're in for a fun ride with the Kyler Riley, Riley singles run. That's all I'm saying. I think so too. I, I'm super hyped. We will talk about that a bit more. We go to Sarah Schreiber, the interviewer. She's backstage with the power couple. It's Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. They are uh, they're brought up to speed with the Tegan Knox situation. Tegan Knox has been taken out of action with a torn ACL, yet another injury sidelining Tegan Knox. Uh, uh, poor Tegan Knox, I could Knox. only imagine. This yeah, the thir- third time in four years or something like that. It's Yeah, very unfortunate. It uh, sucks. I, I really feel for her. Uh, and then Sarah, the interviewer is explaining to Johnny, like, Hey, you heard about the news about Tegan and Johnny says, well, it's karma. Tegan broke my TV and you tore her ACL. Even Steven. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not hate this guy? He's such a dick. And I love it. I know. Uh, they say we're the power couple and Sunday destiny is on its way. We are going to be the first married couple champions ever. And it starts tonight when we take on the two champions and beat them. And then they kind of like belittle Sarah here. They're like, oh, great job. Great job. Yeah. 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 Why don't you, why you, you ask way stupider questions than Mackenzie. Oh, they, they kind of like talk shit while she, she leaves. Yeah. Like, oh, why do they always bug us? Why are they bugging us? Why are they always trying to interview us? 
Um, this was I can I, I understand people hate. They're the fantastic. Galgano, great. Galgano especially <laughs> is so fantastic at being this just prick. Um, he's really good at it, and also you, you kind of got to do this. Um, kind of take credit for the injury and stuff because obviously Candice LeRae didn't legit like tear Tegan's ACL, mm. but as heels, you got to take credit for that. So then it's a great story when when Tegan hopefully comes back from this injury. It's a great return. You just okay. go after Candice. I see it here. Um, Johnny and Candice, the power couple, with these great tracksuits, by the way. Uh, I know those those guys that do the, the tracksuits and stuff for WWE. I think it's Chalkline. And Chalkline legit made right, these yeah. for them. Um, I know we joked, but like, should we buy this? You'll, you'll get the blue one. You could be Johnny. I'll, I'll totally rock the pink power couple tracksuit. It's... It's fire. Uh, but I predict that when Tegan comes back, time time later, her her epic like comeback will be she'll appear in the middle of the ring with a giant TV and she'll flatten it right over Johnny's head. <laughs> this is what I want to see. Uh, but yeah. Either I, that or Johnny then has his own like highlight reel, Piper's Pit, that kind of segment, and he's got his own TV. Gargano Tron. <laughs> 3,000, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then Candice's see... head goes through it. That's oh, how you do it. I want to see highlights. I want to see vignettes of uh, Johnny shopping for a new TV. That's what I want. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no more dinner at the Gargano's. I want to see them getting some new tech. Uh, and Best Buy? Yeah, is that still a thing? Not in Canada. Oh, no, it's still thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. Here. I got my TV from Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. Future Shop used to be the thing in Canada. It's gone. Oh, okay. Best Buy bought them. Uh, well, I don't know if you're ready for this, but have you looked at your watch or clock? Because it's grime time. Cameron Grimes. It is indeed. Which I believe, I believe it's his birthday today. It's Cameron oh, Grimes' birthday. birthday. You know, Cameron Grimes... Shares a birthday. Shares a birthday with John Ceno. Happy birthday, John Ceno. He uh, happy our, birthday. He's not here. John Ceno is our 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 third man, our social media director, our host of Shot in the Dark, the free show on the Patreon every week, watching all the wrestling you don't watch. And he talks. New about one it. dropped this morning. Patreon.com forward slash up next for everyone. Yeah. Don't need to be registered. Just download it. You can listen to him talk shot in the dark but it's john cena's birthday thus he's not uh in our youtube live chat he's out somewhere having some shots in the dark hopefully uh so happy birthday john cena um and happy birthday cameron grimes who uh comes out here i wonder if uh they can celebrate birthdays on the moon because that's what he's trying to do but he didn't wear he wasn't wearing his hat was he no he wasn't no wearing he wasn't where where was his hat where was his hat well no, did he wear it to the ring? I don't think he did. did Ooh, he, I can't he took it off, though. Usually he keeps the hat on, even when he's wrestling sometimes. But I did not notice the hat. Cameron Grimes true. <laughs> comes down to the ring. He grabs a microphone. No hat on while he's talking. He says, to tell you the truth, I'm not in the best mood. Heck, I had all the chances in the world to finally get my hands on Finn Balor and the title but it was taken away from me with this stupid gauntlet eliminator match. Whose idea was that? Because William Regal, I know you, 
Regal, and you would have come up with something way better. Queensbury Rules match. He says, but it's okay. I know what you're all thinking. You're all upset. But I, Cameron Grimes, have something to cheer you all up. I've come up with my own match. I don't know if you're ready for this. The Cameron Grimes Invitational Stepping Stones to the Moon match. I'm not making this up, which is just fucking fantastic. And I have handpicked my opponents tonight. I've scoured the earth. I found the the hardest working competitors and wrestlers, and I'm going to face them in this gauntlet stepping stones to the moon match. My first opponent and out comes, and I quote, first of all, I just want to say, um, I really want to see heel AJ and heel Cameron Grimes just have a promo off against each other. You I mean, think it would be the AJ, most hilarious sounding AJ thing. Styles? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. What would this, what would a heel AJ Styles and Cameron, it'd be like, I'm going to the moon, a place that's round like the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and AJ would exactly. be like, no, it's not. <laughs> Listen here, doofus. Like, <laughs> the moon is wonderful. flat. <laughs> I was just watching this and going, oh, that would be not a dream match, just a dream segment. It would be great. It would be it great. Would, it, I could see it. I would be down for that. I would be down for that. Uh, but I'm more down for Cameron Grimes' first opponent here, Joey Pistachio, who comes out, <laughs> who comes out to, like, Skrillex or some dubstep music. And as he comes down to the ring, Cameron Grimes says, he's here because he wants to go to the moon. And as the guy gets in the ring, Cameron Grimes runs at him and hits the cave-in and just pins him right away. So what I loved here was, um, like, Cameron Grimes announces this guy, Joey Pistachio, and is like, he's an all-American, American wrestling champion in the 80-pound weight class. 80 pounds? So he's, like, so he, he's bigging this guy up as, like, a champion, but he's only 80 pounds. So <laughs> obviously he, he's going to kill him. But the way he's presenting him is like, hey, this is a legit contender. Well, his name is about? Joey Pistachio, and he's about the size of a pistachio. Um, great wrestling name. But the cave cracks the pistachio here. Um, <laughs> Cameron Grimes then calls for his next opponent named Joey Strong. But as this guy makes his entrance... He's attacked and thrown off the stage to the side by Ridge Holland. Now, Grimes is a little shook here. He's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. This isn't the guy I, I, I picked. Holland rushes the ring here and then just starts to beat up Cameron Grimes. There's the overhead throw. He's beating Cameron Grimes up while he's still in uh, his, or I think he's still in his vest. This Everyone loves vests and hats in wrestling. What's with vests? and hats in wrestling. Uh, Ridge Holland basically beats the hell out of Cameron Grimes. And I wasn't sure if like this match was a technical match that started. Cause then there's just like the bells ringing and then it, they just stop. So I thought they rang the bell at the beginning here when Ridge entered and then Ridge is beating down on him and they ring the bell again, but they didn't announce whether, I don't know yeah. if Ridge got disqualified for like not breaking the count or whether 
Cameron Grimes, like, lost via, like, referee stoppage. Like, no call was made. And then I think I think they played Ridge Holland's theme. But the beginning of his theme <laughs> sounds was... very like Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I thought it's it was Grimes. Like, but then the, like, the kind of riff after sounded different. So, I don't know. All that aside, um, I'm kind of liking this Ridge Holland guy. I think he he looks like a a scary boy who could really throw you around. I'm getting... Like, I remember when Brock Lesnar first burst on the scene and just, like, killed people. Like, ran in and just kept powerbombing Spike Dudley and stuff like that. And I'm getting these kind of vibes with Ridge Holland here. Um, has a beautiful over-the-head, belly-to-belly suplex. His headbutts look scary, but seem to be, like, done safe. Um, I think I could quite like this guy. And... It looks like we've now got a proper feud with him and Grimes, which could could be pretty good. Yeah, is this added to like the pre-show? Is it just a match next week? But uh, it is a match that I, obviously I think we'll see it in a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like Rich Holland from the stuff I've seen so far. I think he's got a great look. He's got a great like backstory. He's just built like a what is it the term a brick brick shit house? Is that what it's called? He's just well, I just call him Fridge Holland. He's he's, he's a, a fridge. Fridge. He's a fridge. He's a fridge. He? He's a fridge. Uh, I like the the way he's being introduced here. I just don't like the way he's uh, interrupting the first ever stepping stones to the moon match. Like why would of all the things I know there's no why t- step when you can leap. Does he? Did he leap? Yeah, yeah. He left the competition, didn't he? Um, I I want the Cameron Grimes Invitational Stepping Stones to the Moon match to be in WWE 2K21. Okay, that's what I want. Yeah, 2K22. Oh, 2K22. Jeez, does that mean we have to continue to play 2K19 for two two more years? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll just we'll just download a Cameron Grimes. We'll download a Ridge Holland, and then we'll download. You can download like um, ev- venues, right? Events, like yeah. the matches. We'll just download the Moon, and then have download the Moon. Yeah, yeah, sure. It'll just happen. It'll be great. Um, Cameron Grimes, Ridge Holland, a match coming soon here in NXT. We go backstage with Austin Theory, who has requested this interview Austin theory says he was watching that prime target about Kyle O'Reilly. And he, he heard that Kyle said it took him 15 years to finally get his chance here in NXT. And that's a long time. That's about half my lifetime. I was only 22 years old when I debuted at WrestleMania. Kyle says he's the future. Well, Kyle should catch up to Austin theory. Damn. Austin Theory making it well, uh, well known. He doesn't like Kyle O'Reilly. I think uh, Theory's always been a pretty good promo and way ahead of his time. Um, from the stuff I saw on Evolve, uh, his heel work and his mic skills were very good. At this point in the show, I was a bit confused because I was like, I, I kind of felt that this was just calling the finish for Sunday because I was like, oh, we're already setting up Kyle O'Reilly's opponent after Finn Balor. That's kind of shitty when you've got this big match. Obviously, later in the show, we realize why this happened and stuff. Um, but on the promo itself, I thought he sounded very good. Yeah, I, I, th- I, thought, I thought he sounded good as well. Um, it did make me a little confused. I'm like, well, wait, why is he? What, what's, what's going on? But we will get to that a little later. But out comes Mr. Deathwish. 
the vigilante of NXT, the time splitter, Kushida. Little video package here. He's talking about how the biggest event in my life and my family was packing my bags, moving my family to the U.S. to come to the WWE, to come to NXT. And I've been here and I've been set back, but now it's time. I must concentrate. It's time to demonstrate. He's rhyming. But injuries, they set me back. I wasn't at my top. I wasn't at my game. I had no title shots. I became impatient. But now is my time to go ballistic. Everything has meaning. And this takeover, I will explode. And clearly, he's a fan of Cameron Grimes. He says, Velveteen Dream, you are my stepping stone. And I'm going to dance into the core, the center of NXT. The new Kushida is vicious. So take over. Let's go. So yeah, Kushida, the more, the more, the new and improved vicious Kushida is what he's trying to get over here. And I like it. Yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying Kushida recently. Um, I, I've always liked Kushida, but I prefer he's now got this edge. He's now got a takeover match. Uh, this vignette was cool. I, I kind of hope that this is like quite a quick match. I just want him to go out, break this guy's arm, <laughs> like hoverboard lock, win, move forward, and move into title pitches and stuff. Um, okay, so, so what you're yeah, saying is, was... you're saying Kushida beats Velveteen Dream and then comes out after Kyle O'Reilly beats Finn Balor and is like, yo, what's good? And then love that's, it. Would love it. Yeah, wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Genuinely, I'd, I'd really like that. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. I would lose my mind. I think uh, we're going to see, I think either way, I think we're going to see Kyle versus Kushida in like a proper match down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm i not expecting too much from this match. I just don't think I can find much enjoyment in it, unfortunately. Uh, but I do like what they're doing with Kushida. I really do too. I thought this was a great little promo. It was reusing some of the clips we've seen of like his, his family and, and some of the stuff, but the, the new clips of him, like explaining his story, his story is pretty much like, like kayfabe and non kayfabe wise. He's like, yo, I fucking been here for a while. I was huge. I quit. I moved here. I don't even speak English. I've been living in Florida, a pandemic hits. I've been injured. I've been chilling. When the fuck is my time to have a takeover match? Yeah. Well, he finally gets it against Velveteen Dream this Sunday. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Kushida gets takeover, but it's against the Dream. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm excited to see Kushida with his takeover, and I kind of agree with you. I think he needs to just tap him out, get over, get Kushida over as this new, this new like serious maniac dude, and they kind of get that over with what happens next because Kushida is in action next against your favorite wrestler of all time, Tony Nese. You just love him because of, of his abs. I was just, <laughs> oh, Kushida in action. Who, he's going to go against one of these, you know, the, the young guys who've been on like two, what? Joey Denzel, Pistachio. Dejeunette or whatever, Joey Pistachio. And, oh, it's Tony Nese, who's now been in the company, what, four years? We're talking about Kushida and how long he's been there. And this guy has been in the same position for so long. And I swear I said this last time, it was such and such in action and Tony fucking niece came out. 
Hey, put some fucking respect on Tony Nese's name, okay? Former <laughs> former WWE Cruiserweight Champion, okay? All right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you loved him. Kushida versus Tony Nese. Kushida comes into the ring, instantly attacks Tony Nese. He's not paid by the hour. WWE always likes to say that. He's upset. He's not the happy, smiling, back-to-the-future Kushida. This is... This is more gritty. I'm trying to think. This of is Kushida after Back to the Future 3. He's angry. He's like, oh. <laughs> he just watched Back to the Future 3 and he's angry. And he's like, <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? Uh, Kushida, <laughs> Kushida, I'm trying to think of like another Michael J. Fox movie, which is completely different and like less happier than Back to the Future. But I don't think. Oh, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Less happier. He's in that Peter Jackson film, I think. Oh, I was watching um, it the other day. <laughs> oh, what's right it called? There's, Where they like. Frighteners. The Frighteners? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, he's pretty happy-go-lucky. In that yeah, season. he's... Yeah, it's... I'm trying to remember, still, it's been a while. It's Michael J. Fox. Uh, he's always yeah. just, like, happy and sarcastic and funny. Uh, I need Kushida. His takeover gear is going to be Teen Wolf. He's going to totally flip it on its head. He's just going to come out. <laughs> not back to the future. Teen Wolf, motherfucker. Uh, Kushida makes light work of Tony Nese here. He beats him up. He's working the arm, kicking the arm. Uh, niece tries to fight back and then on the outside Kushida just throws him into the ring post Kushida now back in the ring works the left arm with this jumping arm breaker he continues to beat down on him hits another like running shoulder type breaker he then grabs the arms of niece and then in classic Daniel Bryan fashion just starts to stomp away at Tony's head and neck and shoulders and face then locks in the hoverboard lock. Great Scott. Tony Nese taps out instantly. And Kushida stands tall. And right away, the, the, the lights in full sail all turn a purple hue. The Titantron turns on. And it's the Velveteen Dream who says, Oh, Kushida, Kushida. Will the real Kushida please stand up? I want the real Kushida to show up at TakeOver. The spotlight is too bright for you. The Dream always puts his best performances on under the brightest spotlights. See you Sunday. And then disappears. So leaving Kushida standing in the ring like, bro, I'm going to break your arm. Uh, first, like the... the I, I think I... Co- I think that was what I needed. I think anything more than that, I'd kind of be upset but this was great this is fine i was gonna say exactly the same thing i think this is exactly what it needed um we we know velveteen dreams character we've seen him enough in takeovers and stuff kushida it's his new kind of aggressive side is what we've needed to get out and this i'm pretty sure we've seen kushida tony niece before and it was probably a, a better match than this because it's more you know cooperative but that's not what we're going with the character right now. We're going with him as just this, this vicious side. And the way he was attacking Tony Nese, especially the arm, um, worked really well. It makes him look like a badass. You have the, the dream promo, which works for him with the bubble lights on the Titantron. It's all it needed. Um, and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the future of Kushida. 
after this. We did a best match ever, best of the super juniors a few months ago. And obviously we talked about Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly in that. And we watched a bunch of the old Kushida matches. Um, We've seen Kushida live a bunch when he was still under new Japan contract and different ring of honor shows and stuff. He's, he's been one of my favorite guys, not just because of the tie in to back to the future, but I honestly think he was, he was more of this character in, in New Japan, he was more of the actual wrestler where when he came to WWE, it's more like, hey, look, we have this guy who's great. And then he just kind of didn't, didn't do anything. So I feel like this is definitely a right direction in not only mm-hmm. Kushida, but in 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 us watching like storytelling and character development. This genuinely intrigues you. You're like, oh, I kind of want to see what this guy. Why is this guy so upset? Well, he's been here. Nothing's happened. He's going to take things into his own hands. Uh, or arms, literally, because he's going to break someone's arms is what he's down to do. Uh, I, I enjoyed that top to bottom. The video and the, and the short match was great. We go to Cameron Grimes backstage, who's very upset. And they're trying to get an interview, but he's like, get out of my face. He's looking for William Regal. And he bumps into Dexter Loomis. Remember him? He's back. He's back. Just in time for spooky season. Cameron says, you're a freak, man. Get out of my face and walks off. And then Dexter just gives him the death stare. And that's it. Well, first he was like, have you seen William Regal? Have you seen him? He just stares. And then he just, yeah, wouldn't answer. So, so I guess we're getting that down the line as well. Poor Cameron uh, Grimes. Back. Poor Lewis, Cameron yeah. Grimes. Cameron Grimes is getting fed to everyone. <laughs> essentially um we have a commercial break and when we come back adam cole hits the ring he comes down to the ring he has a microphone he says three years three years undisputed era have dominated nxt we've done what we want when we wanted to do it no one has stopped us and hell the prophecy the golden prophecy came true and then People were saying that we, we lost our way. People are saying that we've changed. Let me remind you that Undisputed Era, we dominated this brand. We won the first ever WWE War Games. We all became champions. I was the longest reigning champion. So when people like Austin Theory want to run your mouth about Kyle O'Reilly, well, that's fine. But do me a favor. Bring your ass to this ring and try saying what you said to my face. And Austin Theory's music hits. He starts walking out. He's a little confused. Um, but like kind of to quickly pause on this, as like a, a fan of the show, we've been watching this show for, for a few years now. And Adam Cole, he kind of is in this weird tweener role of kind of being a baby, fa- baby face. You're kind of like, yeah, you're supporting your dude. Like, you should be supporting Kyle. You shouldn't have let this guy yeah. run his mouth. I, I kind of was really digging this kind of side story that kind of just all happened. So we were we were mentioning like, oh, the Austin Theory thing was kind of weird considering where is he going with this? But then it goes in this direction and I thought it was really cool. It made sense, but it also plants seeds because we're wrestling fans and we're like, oh, the Undisputed Era like each other way too much right now. You know, mm, you're yeah. waiting that you're, you're wrestling fans. You know, a swerve is always around the corner and someone's going to turn on someone. So showing here, like Cole, like kind of endorsing Kyle O'Reilly and sticking up for him, you go, oh, 
It seems way too good to be true. Something smells fishy here. <laughs> it's true. It's and true. I'm not talking about Bobby. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Austin Theory comes out and he's kind of like, you're talking about me? And Adam Cole's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't point at your abs. Just, I got two options for you, Austin. Number one, you can bring your stupid face down here and fight me like a man. Or number two, you can stay right there and, well, we'll make you beg and make you pray that you chose option one. So Austin Theory takes a second, and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a match with you. So he comes down to the ring, and this match is on. Austin Theory, Adam Cole, one-on-one impromptu match here on NXT. Uh, Adam Cole is on the offense. He's pissed off that Theory is making these comments about his boy. We have a neck breaker by Cole, and then Theory rolls to the outside, who then eats a pump kick from Adam Cole as well. Uh, now it's just Adam Cole beating down on Theory. He's, uh, he's he's beating him up, and he, he says something about, like, you messed with the wrong guy. Why are you talking shit about Kyle? Why are you talking shit about Undisputed Era? Uh, Austin Theory, though, fights back with his roll-through dropkick. And in midair, as he's hitting this dropkick, he goes, and that's Undisputed, which is really funny. We go to commercial break. When we come back, Austin Theory's on the offense, hits a standing moonsault for a two-count, he has the offense, but then runs into a super kick from Adam Cole, then a backstabber, then the greatest move in all of professional wrestling, the Ushiguroshi, but I couldn't believe it was only a two count. Cole goes for the Panama City, but it's blocked. There's then a super kick to the back of the head from Theory, who then picks up Cole in the torture rack, spins him around for the sit-out torture rack bomb. Cole kicks out at two. Theory runs the ropes, goes for like some sort of crossbody, clothesline, something in midair, eats a super kick. The Sushi Garoshi, suplex lift into the Ushi Garoshi. Adam Cole, wasting no time, runs the ropes, hits the last shot. Adam Cole pins Austin Theory. Put some respect on my boy Kyle's name. Put some respect. Kyle, uh, sorry, Adam looks at the camera after the match and says, Kyle is going to show the whole world. He's going to shock the whole world but he's not going to shock me kind of standing tall, you know, owning his being like, ah, my boy, don't talk shit about my boy. We're a unit. We're a team, which as a wrestling fan, like you said, makes me to believe Adam Cole is turning on Kyle O'Reilly on Sunday. I know (laughs) it's, he was, he was (laughs) tweeting out earlier as well. I think he tweeted Kyle O'Reilly. That's it. That's the tweet. (laughs) <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, he's, he's gassing him up. He's gassing his boy up to fucking light him on fire. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily saying it's happening this Sunday, but I don't know. I feel like there's a shark here smelling blood in the water. Oh. Like so, something's going to happen. Um, but either way, it, if it doesn't, I also love it. I love yeah. that this is just a unit and that he's genuinely supporting his boy. Um, I enjoyed the match. I thought, as you expect, I think these two uh, would put on a good match together. No real drama, because it's very clear Adam Cole's going to beat this guy. Uh, but I thought they worked well together. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the match was pretty fine as well. Um, it kind of just told the story. I, I feel like Austin Theory's been the fall guy here in NXT for a little while. Um, he's still pretty generic to me. But this was more so of the story of Adam Cole defending his boy. And I think that's okay like with that. someone that young. I think you see there's 
like he's what 22 23 mm-hmm. there's so much future with this guy that i i feel they're biding their time maybe and maybe it's okay to just have this full guy right now who can yeah. work with these top guys like an adam cole a champa and learn from them um but not necessarily be in any kind of big position right now before we go on because there was a commercial break here i just want to ask did you see this domino's commercial domino's commercial yeah which which one with the one where they they're yeah i did yeah it was confusing so all right i watched this once and i was like huh that was weird and then watched it a second time so this guy is just being interviewed at his door like two guys about like bad deliveries they've had he's like yeah i ordered a burger and it came and it sucked. Oh, it yeah. Wilted. I don't know who describes a bad burger as wilted. Like I describe a salad as wilted. A burger, I don't know. This, this guy's moaning on about his tacos. He's like, yeah, my taco was soggy. And um, Brandon, don't clip that. <laughs> and, uh, and then Domino's Pizza just turns up. It's like, well, I got a burger for you. They pull out a pizza box and there's a cheeseburger pizza. You've got a chicken taco pizza. What? I'm like, what? Is Domino's just reading Google reviews right now of other companies' deliveries and just treating people? That sounds great. Know, taco it, pizza? It's really weird to me. Burger pizza? pizza? Good, but Domino's. I love they just had like these two male Karens moaning about their food and then Domino's comes to save the day. Domino's. I know. It was save- a weird commercial to me. Domino's usually saves the day, to be honest. I, so. I do like Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> if Domino's, you, if you, you know to- how I, you know how I time my deliveries. Oh my god! You don't even just love Domino's. You just like like order fucking Sur- boxes. Surprise! Of pizza. <laughs> I'll like come home with like groceries or something, and then the fridge is just full of boxes of pizza. Like, what are you doing? Just get a. You're not even do. It's two for one. Even when even when like you're on your own, you're like hmm. Maybe I should order two pizzas. <laughs> Why not? Then you put them when in you the can't fridge. decide which one you want. <laughs> no, the other day, like last week. Oh, no, that was 7-Eleven pizza. Yeah, that, yeah, that the other day. I don't know. Day. I had I a bad day, all right? <laughs> I, I could even tell. I know, you, I know your body. I even messaged you. I was like, hey, there's two 7-Eleven pepperoni pizzas. Not even two different types of pizza. But two, they seven didn't have of, two different times. But then you also like ate from both of them. <laughs> They're both the same pizza. Well, I think I probably thought I ordered two different ones, so I had one. and was like, oh, so, okay. What's in the other one? Well, this one's nearer now. I come home like one afternoon, and I look in our fridge, and there's just these boxes. And then I message you, and I was like, hey, there's two boxes of pepperoni pizza, Seven Eleven pepperoni pizza, in our fridge. Are you good? <laughs> Are you okay? Did you go on a binge? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right. And you're like, help yourself to some pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you can have some. <laughs> I don't know why, but all food from 7-Eleven tastes like 7-Eleven. Yeah, because it's from 7-Eleven. It's 7-Eleven taste. <laughs> yeah. But two pizza, I know it. That's why it's like two for eight bucks and then they'll deliver it to oh. you. So you get two pizzas for like 12 bucks or something. That's wild. Damn, we gotta mm. get some. We gotta get Dangerous. some pizza. Yeah, maybe I know what I'm doing after ordering some 7-Eleven pizza. Wonder what, when 7-Eleven today. <laughs> oh, I uh, I what cheated was your today. Meal? 
It was supposed to oh, cook because okay. usually we 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 alternate every Wednesday where we cook for each other. Mm. Last week you made a uh, lasagna del fantasma. Uh, fantasma. This week I was thinking of doing some uh, some Indian food, like homemade, like I don't know, some tikka masala or I don't know, something spicy. But um, you you're away, obviously. So I was like, huh, do I want to cook for myself or do I want to try this fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich everyone keeps talking about? So I tried that. How was it? Uh, underwhelming because it's Popeyes, mm. <laughs> but um, Popeyes chicken tenders are are the way. When it's like Popeyes are twenty four hours and it's three yeah. in the morning and you're peckish, the tenders. I know you won't you you won't agree with this this, but I I think a lot of people somewhere someone will. I, I do love a chicken sandwich with pickles. That's the way. That's the way. Chicken sandwich, southern style chicken sandwich comes with pickles. And that is the way. Isn't that what makes this sandwich special is there's a pickle in there? It was pretty good. I'm not going to say it was, I'm not going to blow smoke and say it was the greatest thing I've ever had. We have some great food options in. Is it as good as PG Clocks? No, like, no, no. Okay. Support your local chicken people and and do that. But I had to, I got to give it a shot. Um, I had the, I had the whole house to myself. I was just getting bombed and then went to Popeye's. That's what I did. <laughs> this is what I do without you. Fair enough. I'm lost without you. Fair enough. I go to Popeye's. At least I didn't go to KFC. Then you would have known there was issues. True, true. <laughs> it's semi-approved with the Popeye's and like check the check what the buzz is all about. Yeah, I had to I had to see. And I'm not saying it was bad, but you know, it wasn't anything to to go crazy about. Um did you but, tweet about it? No. That's how oh, you know. okay. Okay. It it wasn't good then. If I didn't say, holy shit, this sandwich was amazing, then, like, how would anyone know? Um, Yeah. Didn't I just, we were, we just did a, we recorded an episode today of Was Next, and I finally learned how to use the advanced Twitter search option where you can go back and look at, and I learned that, uh, that you were not happy about eating a ham sandwich, but that is for a discussion on another show. Not happy. We have Damien Priest and Io Shirai. They're backstage. They're being interviewed. They are the North American champion and the NXT women's champion. And tonight they face the power couple in a mixed tag match. Damien Priest says the power couple. Huh. Hmm. Power couple. It's a cute name. They can keep that because at TakeOver, me and Io, we are keeping our titles. And then he kind of looks over at EO and he's like, you know, we're the rock stars of NXT and we're going to take care of business. Cuts to EO who uh, cuts a promo in Japanese, but then basically does like the devil horns and is like, I'm a rock star. And then cuts to Damien and he's like, she's cool as hell. And he sa- she, and then EO says, He's not bad. So the new power couple, is, Damian Priest. Is this the new... Are they shipping Damian Priest with Io Shirai? That's like the, the new team? Yeah. Vampire What would you and, call them? I was trying to think of like... Genius of the Sky, Live Forever. I, Sky there, There's got to be something catchy there. Sky, Sky Priests? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sky Vampires? Sky Pyres? Sky Sports. Um, the geni- priest geniuses. 
<laughs> There's something. What would you name it's Damian something. Priest and Io Shirai at Up Next Podcast on Twitter? What is if Gargano and Candice are the power couple, the Garganos? What would Damian Priest and Io Shirai would their tag team name be? If there's something there. I just can't figure it out. The Rock Stars. No, she was the Josie. She was the Joshi Judas. It's Judas Whoa. Priest. Whoa, the Judas Priests. There you it go. was there in front of us all along. Yeah, the Joshi Judas and so Damien Judas Priest. Priest versus the Garganos. There we go. I love it. That needs to be on a shirt. And they're rock stars. Rock stars. Yeah, that's it. We have our next match. Caden Carter with Casey Catanzaro versus Zaya Lee. Uh, <laughs> we are on YouTube Live right now, and you just did the... the uh, the, hey, can we do this on? Can you do it that way? So the like, lethal weapon back to back. Yeah, <laughs> back to back. <laughs> yeah, they did it again. Uh, their entrance. Oh, it made me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh a lot. Caden um, Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Caden <laughs> is going one on one with Zia Lee, um, and Zia Lee is kind of on this. The story is she's upset. She keeps losing, so she's kind of on a more of a mean streak here. She's she's. Playing more serious, Zia Lee here tonight. But also and, a bit more, I'd say bitter. Yes. Like it was the other week where she didn't shake the hand. And during commentary, Beth Phoenix is talking about respect and how you share a locker room with these people and you've got to kind of respect each other. And obviously everyone wants to win, but you still need to show respect. And Zia Lee is kind of not showing that. Uh, and Beth Phoenix says, after the bell, there's no need to disrespect each other. She's just getting really upset that Zia Lee is just being yeah. so mean here. Uh, early on, Carter gets dumped to the floor. Zia Lee has the offense here. She's hitting a series of knee strikes, beating down on Caden Carter. Uh, Carter fights back with like a quesadora into a super kick for a two count. There's then roll-ups and roll-ups and roll-ups, sunset flips, but Carter counters one with the shoulders down. Carter pins Zaya Lee in an upset. Zaya is furious. Right after the match, she shoves Caden Carter and then walks out, leaving Caden and Casey being like, "What are you gonna do?" And that what was are you that. Gonna do? that was that. That was that. Um, I like that we're getting these kind of lower mid card feuds for the women as well. I think so so often in wrestling and obviously this changed in recent years, but the women's division would be the title picture and that's it. Or maybe something being one of the guy's girlfriends or something like that. I like that. We've got, look, these are lower on the card. They're, they're less experienced, but they're getting time to like build up somewhat of a feud. And I think we've seen both Xylee and um, Caden Carter are improving. I think they put on, a good little match here. I liked how in the story early on in the match where they were kind of doing their fast spots and it's normally the moment where you then like pause and you're like the crowd would cheer because it's like, Oh, that was cool. A little back and forth, but even playing field, they did do the handshake. So it kind of looked like, like uncle Paul backstage, Papa Paul has given Zia Lee a word and being like, Hey, you got to be respectful of that. So she kind of did the handshake mid-match, but then obviously got really annoyed by the roll-up again. Um, I really like both these girls, actually. I think uh, Caden Carter has some really uh, 
like unique moves. And I actually like her as a tag team. I really hope they they put push Caden and Casey a bit further in the tag division. So when they eventually move up, they are a fully formed tag team with like matching gear and stuff because their styles are quite similar. And Xylee's kicks look really good, and you can see that they're you can see them improving. So I, I was quite a fan of this actually. Well, we thought this was going to be the the start of Zia Lee joining Robert Stonebrand. It's coming. It's got to be coming. With the biggest angle in NXT history, possibly, the team of Aaliyah, Zia Lee, Zia Leah. Zia Leah. It's got to be coming. It's got to happen. Shall we make the t-shirt before they make the t-shirt? Zia Leah? What would the yeah. shirt say? Rock the boat? It'll say Zia Leah, and it would just be like... Half the faces each. (laughs) It's like half. Someone get on it. What was it? The half generico, half Kevin Steen. Like the exactly fight fight forever, fight forever. Zaylia, fight forever. I I feel like we've made this joke before. We have. I'm getting deja vu right now. We're going in the twilight zone right now. Yeah, Uh, we thought for sure this is definitely Zaylia keeps losing, so she's going to join the Robert Stone brand. I I think we didn't get mention of that, but I think that's the direction they'll be going in. It makes sense because they've lost someone else. (laughs) Oh yeah, they lost. T Mercedes bag. What did who they lose? Mercedes. But what's T- her name? Uh, Rebellion, Retaliation. That's her name. Like that. That's Rampage. her name. Yeah, it's something what? like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Her and Mia Yim are like Renegade and Rebellion, or something like that. It's okay. They're Renegade good at Twitter. And- they're good at Twitter. That's, they're good. They're great. <laughs> hey, th- these guys might turn it around with their Twitter game. How do I put money? How do I bet on, first of all, bet on wrestling, but how do I put money on that not happening? <laughs> Can I bet uh, on retribution? We wager between yeah, us. Yeah, I think so. I think we might have to do that. I don't think, I don't think your odds are going to be great for that. Um, yeah, retribution not being successful. Uh, so you're good at Twitter. That don't impress me much. Uh, let's go to our next segment, The Real Debate. Not quite our main event tonight, but the debate between NXT world champion Finn Balor and the number one contender, Kyle O'Reilly. Now, we mentioned briefly, or maybe more than briefly, the presidential debate between Trump and Biden and how there was this quote-unquote moderator. This moderator at the presidential debate sucked. Shawn Michaels the moderator here was correct me if I'm wrong attacked in the dark by Randy Orton on Monday. True. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Seemed fine. Seemed all right. Not a mention. Illusion. Was he working with? There was no mention of this. He was nope. fine. And he was a better moderator than was it? Peter Wallace. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels comes out with a cowboy hat looking mad fresh. Uh, this is more of a pre-tape. To be one. fair, he was dealing with a Canadian and, I- and an Irish lad here. Is what? What's wrong with that? An American stuck in between? No, I'm. I'm saying he has it a bit easier than. Oh right, gotcha. China. I don't know if Shawn Michaels could control Donald Trump as well. Uh, yeah, he could. Switching music. 
Yeah, okay. I've, I've seen Trump try to sell a stunner, though, so... Yeah. Uh, kick to the face. I know we haven't watched AEW yet. Apparently, Tony Schiavone gets it. <laughs> hey, spoilers. <laughs> I meant his phone. He gets his phone broken again, right? Uh, Shawn Michaels okay. is the moderator for the NXT title face-to-face. This is pre-taped. This is, I mean, well, probably the whole show was, but this is pre-taped with, with added elements of music into this, which I thought was a little strange. I kind of felt like I didn't need this but I'll ignore it. But there was edited music over this, like some production elements were into this. They shake hands. They sit down. Finn Balor says that he has respect for Kyle O'Reilly and that he's looking forward to the match on Sunday. Kyle says the feeling is mutual. Shawn Michaels says that Kyle O'Reilly is the best kept secret in WWE or maybe even in wrestling all together. Finn cuts him off and says, no, no, no. Kyle is not a secret. To, to a fringe fan, he, he might be lesser known, but to the real fans, they know Kyle O'Reilly is a killer. But the business watches me, and I watch the business, and I know how good Kyle is. Kyle says, uh, I, I like you. I like you, Finn. I'm a fan. But you're so good at stroking your own eagle, ego, eagle. you think you can beat me. You think you have the heart of a champion, but you don't. Finn says, well, Kyle, are you going to show up or are you going to show up with Undisputed Era? Maybe you'll, you'll show up like a man on your own. And the, the elephant in the room is the power struggle between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle says there is no power struggle. That's not real. I'm nothing like Adam Cole. Adam Cole is a beautiful man, but we're different. Uh, you know, my, my ears don't match. I got freckles. And Finn cuts him off and says, I'm going to slap those freckles off your face. Uh, as a freckled person, Ginger uh, took offense to that. And Kyle says, that's the prince I've been waiting for. And then he kind of mocks him, does, uh, does an Irish accent. He says, I welcome it. I want this guy. I want the prince. I want you at your best because I don't want you, Finn, to say I got lucky. I don't want excuses. There's no room for luck. There's no room for jokes. And basically, Finn and him now are going back and forth. And they're saying that this main event is is the biggest shot I have. This is life-altering. Not for you, but for anybody who sees it. You see, everyone knows... No one ever loses on their first title defense. So I am the underdog, but that is bullshit. I'm not the underdog, Finn. Once you've stepped in with me, there's something about the sound of of kneecaps exploding that will sway your opinion. You say I'm a tag team specialist. Well, this Sunday, we'll find out. So they kind of leave it at that. There's no, it's not a contract signing. So there's no putting people through tables and signing things but i i really enjoyed this kind of back and forth between both guys it made it seem more real i know this is a fake sport but it made it seem like it is an important thing it is like uh again i don't watch a lot of sports but it's like your underdog team who's never made it it's like the leafs making it to the stanley cup playoffs i guess i don't know but it's 
it's definitely interesting. And I really think the dream match aspect of it without them finally, they're not hitting us over the head with it. It makes it way cooler. It makes it way more interesting. makes it way more exciting. I will straight up say, I don't think I've been more excited for a TakeOver main event than I am after watching this episode of NXT. After the the prime target and this sit down. I think they did such a good job here. Um, As you said, they... They, this segment made you realize that this is a dream match without using the marketing tool of branding this a dream match. Just, like you think back at um, that kind of Nakamura AJ Styles match, which was hugely disappointing. Mm-hmm. But all they were doing to build that was this is a dream match. This is a dream match. This is a dream match. These two fight, fighting each other, dream match. Whereas if you just had like, a segment like this, yeah, we we fought each other a while ago, and you got the better of me that, that time. But this time, we're on like my turf, and like I've waited since that moment to face you. You're telling us it's a dream match, you know, without using those words. Here, I think both guys did such a good job. I think Kyle's like towed the line of still being like his kind of kind of cheeky heel character but more in a baby face way um finn as well being giving him the respect but also being the prince and going like yeah i'm still gonna slap those freckles off your face and it was refreshing to see a segment like this not end up in a in a big fist fight or going through a table or whatever like sure michael's being there you you almost expect a switch of music to come out of it or something but it wasn't. It was just these two guys saying how good they are and how they can think they can beat the other person. And now, and that they've never touched. And how weird is that, that these guys have never fought? And we're going to have to wait until uh, Sunday to see it. And I am so hyped for this match. I think they've done such a great job in such a short amount of time. Um, it's the most excited I've been for a takeover match for a long time. Yeah, honestly, like this, there's been so many matches. We've, we've, we've had, <clears throat> we've had tickets to takeovers and obviously we're not going to this takeover, but as this main event match, like everything that's kind of taken place, this, this real weird fork in the road where they're like, oh shit, cross is out. We lost Keith Lee. Let's put it on Balor. Let's see what we can do with this. And they've totally turned it around. Anyone who was watching NXT a few weeks ago, we were, we were talking about how we were kind of in this like rut where we're like, oh, this is not the NXT you kind of were enjoying. And then they throw us this and you're like, all right, you got me back because this is hype. This, this match sounds great this, just from this episode with the prime target and this sit down. I mean, Shawn Michaels didn't really need to be there. Don't know why he was there, but it's, it's a face. He's Shawn. Especially He's- after the angle. I mean, was yeah. this taped last week, I guess? Um, yeah, especially the angle on Raw, you just go, just don't have someone yeah, else. I don't understand. Have Tom but, Phillips, have Michael Cole, have some like anyone. But but regardless, like Sean was like, yo, this because Sean works and with the NXT guys, and he's like, yo, the best kept secret is is Kyle. Uh, I just I thought this was great. Uh, I I really feel like this match will will deliver. I think the excitement of like now now it's got this different storytelling. It's got layers to it because it's not only Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. It's Kyle O'Reilly with the stakes of a, you know, possibly winning the title 
or B, possibly, you know, getting fucked over by Adam Cole or, or Undisputed Era. There's so many different avenues and little seeds they've planted from, I'd say, this episode alone that uh, has got me really excited to kind of not know what's happening on Sunday. Well, I, they kind of acknowledge the chatter that people like us have had over the last few weeks when we, we're questioning. Like, there's not, not been any questioning on NXT whether Undisputed are loyal to each other or what. It's all been just online and through the fans and stuff going, hey, what's the deal? Is Kyle a face and Adam's a face and Bobby and Roddy? And it's and they're kind of acknowledging that, but subtly, um, which is very rare in WWE. Um, and maybe they they won't do anything at all, but uh, either way, I'm interested. I'm really interested in this match. I'm really interested to see what happens after this. And it sounds awful to say, but I'm, I think they're going in a better direction than if they, in the direction they would have gone yeah. with Cross as your champion. Definitely. I'm enjoying this way more, yeah. I think. I'm not knocking. Which sounds awful because yeah. the guy's got injured and like, I, I don't want to see anyone go through that. But for my enjoyment, I think I'm enjoying this way more. And this feels more like the NXT I've grown to love over the years. When one door closes, you know, another opens and Kyle O'Reilly's door, I guess, is opened here and he's getting this opportunity. This could be a one-off feud, right? Like this could be his main shot and he doesn't, you know, win. But we'll get to some predictions later because we have some fantasy booking ideas, I'm sure, floating around in our heads. But let's go to our main event of the evening. The power couple, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai and Damian Priest. Or sorry, what's what's the, the power couple versus? Judas Priest. Judas Priest. Priest. <laughs> Love it. Uh, they even have music. It's their first time teaming and they have an intro yeah. theme. It's Damien Priest's like <laughs> Titan Tron and the dun, 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 dun. and then EO's music hits and then she comes out. Oh, it looked great. The chemistry of these two, even before they got into the ring, was on par with the power couple. And I mean, those two have amazing chemistry because they're married, but I was really digging this even before this kind of started here. I, I thought that they're rock stars, like they said. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought they looked great together. Yeah. They, they had good chemistry. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest start off and Johnny's just being washed here. He's being thrown around by Damian Priest. So he goes to his corner and tags in Candice because now, Damien has to tag in Io Shirai. Shirai and Candice are going at it. Shirai hits the classic flapjack to Shirai. Uh, and then Shirai goes to hit the, the tiger faint kick. But Johnny jumps in the way and saves Candice, thus taking the kick to the back of his head, which then allows Candice to get the offense. There's Io who goes for the bullet train to both Johnny and Candice. But Johnny moves out of the way and Candice eats it. Um, and then there's a spot where Johnny and Candice are on the outside. Io Shirai climbs the shoulders of Damien Priest and then jumps and dives off Priest's shoulders to the outside onto both Johnny and Candice. Great spot here. Love this visual of her just flying. The genius of the sky. During Picture in Picture, it's Candice LeRae who now is taking control over Io. Um, this is where that 619 spot uh, happened, where she now has the offense. But when we come back, it's Johnny who's back in with Priest. Priest hits the the broken arrow, the falcon arrow toss for a two count. Gargano fights back with Enzigiri's, but Priest tags in Io Shirai, who hits the springboard dropkick to Johnny. Io has the crossface on 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 Candice. Johnny tries to interfere, so she 
She hits the Shote palm strike to Johnny, who sells it like death. But then Candace comes back with the face buster and a senton and then goes for the lion salt, but it's a miss. EO gets the butterfly backbreaker. It's chaos all around. Priest is back in. He stops Johnny from basically stopping EO. But then EO hits the moonsault on Johnny Gargano. It's total anarchy. The ref is not looking. He's a little distracted when when Priest is about to hit the reckoning on Gargano. Candice slides in, low blows Priest. Johnny then hits the final beat DDT, and Johnny Gargano pins Damian Priest as Io Shirai is kind of standing there like, what the fuck happened? Candice hits her with a backstabber, and now both the North American champion, the women's champion, laid out. Johnny grabs the titles, and they, they foreshadow that the power couple will take over this Sunday. And the final image we see is the Gargano's standing tall here with presumably the titles that they may or may not win this Sunday. I mean, having watched wrestling for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they're winning the titles? Yeah, obviously. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen the power couple uh, wrestle a few times before, and we said we were kind of excited for this match when they announced it last week, and this was so much fun to watch. I, I don't know what it is, but Gargano and Candice mixing it up as a team with their their shenanigans and being these heel kind of characters and they definitely know each other very very well and it comes across that way but again the the chemistry between priest and eo the rock stars judas priest here i thought they were fantastic as well this was a lot of fun to watch yeah i i i really enjoyed the keith lee mia yim uh, Gargano's match a, a few months ago. And this, this again, just really great chemistry between all four. And I like that the the kind of men and women mix it up a little bit. Like you've got the the kind of tag team moves or or Gargano as the heel just pulling EO out the ring and that kind of thing. One thing I'd like to see more of in these mixed tags is a tag to be made to save your partner. So often you get it, you'll get um, the baby face will tag in. So like Damien Priest will tag in EO. And then you've got Candice knowing she's got to come in at that point and nervously kind of step in. I'd like to see more often that Damien Priest is beating down on Gargano in the corner. So Candice tags Johnny because then Damien's going to leave him alone. You know, EO's got to come in. And just a bit more like sort of tactical tags, I think will make these a bit more interesting. Because they did do that. They did do that. In the, uh, earlier on in the match, Johnny's like, mm, no thanks. And like basically self-tags in Candice, who's like, oh, you have to tag out. No, but the other way around. Okay. So like if Johnny's being beaten down in his corner, Candice could tag his shoulder to save him from the beatdown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you've got the two fresh people. I don't know. It's a little thing, but I think if, if we're going to see more of these mixed tag matches and you're not going to do uh, sort of men versus women, I think it's something to, because it always just seems ridiculous as soon as the tag's made, oh, you both just leave the match. And to have it a bit more tactical, I think could make these a little bit more interesting for me. Uh, but these aren't matches you see a lot of. So um, yeah, it's just a little wrinkle, I think would make it a bit better. But I did enjoy this. I thought, as you said, the chemistry between Priest and Shirai was really great. Um, it, I think, personally, I'd have preferred to have had the the like face to face as the main event. I know it wasn't particularly sort of 
dramatic and maybe for your casual viewers might be a little more dull as your main event but that's that's kind of the lasting image i wanted of tonight was that's fair your title match not that's so fair. much the the women's rematch and the north american title but that being said i thought this was a pretty fun match I thought it was a fun match and I'm, and I'm kind of, obviously you needed these guys to get the win over the baby faces. And then obviously, you know, like you said, we watch wrestling. You usually know where this kind of leads. Uh, so before we kind of get into some feedback, I do kind of want to talk about some predictions that we have, because there is some, some different angles and different ways that things could go down this Sunday. And I guess we can start hot off this, this power couple Judas priest match because Candice and, and Johnny beat them, which means usually in wrestling, the champions here will retain on Sunday. But wouldn't it be great if the power couple reign supreme on Sunday, a super swerve where Candice gets the title, Johnny gets the title, and with their championship box office money intake, they can buy themselves a new TV. It wouldn't, it wouldn't completely surprise me. It wouldn't piss um, me off either. It w- I would like it. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely something you could do. I think it's something you could maybe build to as well. It, I'm getting kind of memories of us going, oh, when are they going to pull off the kind of uh, undisputed, like all draped in gold thing last year? And that they kept on putting off and they kept gradually building it up. And one person would win a title as the other loses it. And eventually it all came together. I don't necessarily see that being the image from this takeover but I'm not putting out that I could see it happen down the line. I could maybe see Gargano beating priest. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like this is what's going to happen. Uh, EO beats Candace. We have the, the, the person making their re-debut, the return. And I, I, I'm predicting it's Ember Moon who then attacks EO Shirai. And then you go, that is your next program, EO Shirai and Ember Moon going down the line. But then, Everyone imagines instantly, well, Candace lost, so it's going to be Johnny losing. But then Johnny pins Priest somehow, and the story gets a little in, you know, entangled, but a bit, bit interesting, a bit different. I, I, think, I think I'm kind of down for the, both Gargano's winning, but I, I'm kind of be more smitten with Johnny getting the W over Priest. I, I think it might hurt Priest a bit, though, so I don't know. Maybe they just lose. Classic, classic wrestling, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna just go. Both champions retain there. Yeah. I it it's yeah. definitely what's probably happening, but I I want to see the Garganos win just because they're the so little shits. I still feel like we're we're meant to see that Bronson Reed Damian yeah. Priest match, right? It's true. Uh, that kind of just like this Gargano thing really sort of came out of nowhere. I thought um, it did. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go EO and. Um, yeah, Eo and Priest. Damian Priest. Judas Priest. Yeah. Yeah. What Judas about <laughs> what about Kushida Velveteen Dream? I think we are both on the same page about Kushida just coming in here with hoverboard locks and uh I don't know, beating him up. It's 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 gotta be it's gotta, it's be, gotta Kush- be Kushida. It's gotta be Kushida. It's gotta be Kushida. Roll up the Kush for Kushida. And and then and we pretty have to- quick as well, I'd say. Yeah, I could see that happening very quickly. Uh, Santos Escobar, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I think it's time to put the strap on Swerve here just because he's been putting on these killer matches. And in his promo here, if he were to lose, he it's like, where do you 
go from here realistically i know there's a draft coming up quote unquote drafts drafting draft day draft season so i mean losers can get drafted to the main roster that's usually what happens so that's something Mm. i could see as well but if he loses he's stuck in the shuffle again like he's already lost in there so i don't know i feel like it's time yeah i think maybe you're right i think i think it's time to put it on swerve and then i think Legado del Fantasma is a team you can you can bring up together for SmackDown, maybe. Sure. Yeah. And then the main event, which is Finn Balor defending against Kyle O'Reilly. Um, obviously, like like we said, wrestling. We know wrestling. And even Kyle saying it in the promo tonight, saying everyone knows you 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 win your first title defense. No one ever loses on their first defense which makes me to, to cross my fingers and hope and pray that Kyle O'Reilly beats Finn Balor this Sunday. Or does, does Adam Cole cost Kyle the match? You know, there's so many different avenues you can go with this. And I think that which makes it very exciting. I, I just really want to see the match. This. I kind like part of me is, is just picturing like Randy Orton beating Benoit, you know, and then... And then the turn happening like on next week's NXT or just a couple of weeks down the line. Um, but also I think there's, there's more in it for like, I see Kyle as more of a longer project maybe. And maybe this isn't the time you put the title on him. Yep. You kind of do what you did with Johnny Gar- Gargano. You put it off so long that people just really want it in the end when it happens. It's true. Um, very true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the thing is that the question is as well, if you if you keep it on Balor, who's he against? There's there's like who, who's yeah. his next feud. Mm. Whereas really if you do the undisputed split and have Kyle as your champion, there's ready made feuds coming out of that. There's a few so, contenders, but I, I'm pretty sure you could you could find uh, a, another challenger for for Finn Balor, uh, no problem. I'm going to say go, Balor. I mean, it, it, Balor it makes sense. Balor just won the title. It's it's they're trying to set straight this new this new story with him as the champion since we lost Cross. But wouldn't it be cool if Kyle O'Reilly got the W? I, I'm I'm. I'm I'm imagining Finn retains, but I'm going to be cheering for Kyle O'Reilly. I want Kyle O'Reilly. To oh, I'll be I'll be cheering for Kyle. But yeah, I, definitely. I, I, I can't know. wait. For I this feel match. like it's going to be Finn. This is going to be a really. But fun again, match. We, we do have the draft coming up, and would they do they want Balor still in NXT after all this time? Do they that's want to fair. move him back to the main roster? That's really and, that's really true. Um, yeah. And as someone in the YouTube room pointed out, you've got to think of. What matches are they going to do for Survivor Series? What are your teams going to be? Are you going to have NXT representation again like last year? Hmm. Yeah, so, true. The so many factors, which, which makes it great. You know, I'm going into this. Um, I, I'm really bad at predicting all of this show this, this time. So Yeah, for sure. It can go Kushida either way. Winning, the rest, it could, you could really <laughs> go either way. Imagine all the other things were right, but Kushida loses. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so those are our predictions. That's what that's what we thought about the go home show. I thought it was a pretty solid go home show. Their their job was to get me to want to watch Sunday night, and they really did that job. I, I felt I I I I'll be completely honest. It's the main event that's the real big draw for me. The rest of the card is pretty damn good, but that main event there's so much uh, 
interest in like, not, I don't want to say mystery, but like, yeah, there's so much going on that that is definitely the big draw for me. And it, even if I didn't have to do a NXT podcast, I would be totally tuning in to watch Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor instantly. No questions asked. That is definitely a draw. I thought this was a good go home show. There wasn't so much wrestling. Like the main event was, was probably my match of the night, but storyline developing and, and going forward, it did its job. I thought. I, I agree. I, I'm with you. Uh, we've that's, had more exciting go-home shows, but yeah, it, it sold the main matches and that's all it needed to do. Let's see what you guys thought. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night, we post up there on the Post Wrestling Forum and we will read your comments and questions on this show, starting with Eva from London. She's got three questions. What are the odds on Undisputed Era turning on Cool Kyle after he wins the title on Sunday? I am unfortunately getting vibes of Hunter turning on Randall Orton back in 2004. Yeah, when Triple H does the thumbs up, thumbs down. Is that what's going to happen? Undisputed Era, Kyle wins and then they kick him out. I don't think it's going to work that quite, but I can see definitely see comparisons there with Cole being the Triple H in this, this faction. Um, Eva continues, second question. Any translation on what Io said during her backstage interview with Priest? Uh, she was uh, quoting the song Rockstar by Post Malone. And third question. How- oh, not, not ju- I was going to say Judas Priest. <laughs> Judas Priest. <laughs> breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, that's what she was doing. Exactly. Um, and third question. How in the hell is Tai Chi doing better in the G1 than both Suzuki and Ishii? I do not get Tai Chi's strong booking. He's less credible than Yujiro. I am wearing a Yujiro shirt. As we speak, Eva from London, and oh yeah, I, I am not a fan. I like Yujiro more than I like Tai Chi. Oh, mostly, I disagree. Mostly, I find tai well, Chi wait wins. a second. I I wasn't finished because what I was gonna say is I prefer. You're gonna be pervy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like Yujiro more than we got this far. Tai Chi. Well, yeah, I like Tai Chi and his karaoke gimmick. It's great. I, I enjoy, like, look, Tai Chi's not going to win this thing. It's still quite early in the tournament. Um, I think he's he's more of a credible heel than than Yujiro is. And I, I find him quite entertaining. Look, unfortunately, none of these guys are winning. So, um, unfortunately? And Tai Chi has... <laughs> unfortunately, well, you mean, I fortunately. Mean, I'm talking about Suzuki and Ishii. Like, Ishii's Suzuki winning. and Ishii is what she's comparing to. Ishii's I don't think winning. any of them are going to win the G1. But tai, tai Chi's there as a spoiler, right? He's a like a credible heel that can easily cheat to to win. Like where I'm up to Toriano is undefeated so far. So like, um, it's just Ishii the way is, uh, I, I'm I, enjoying it. Yeah. I'm enjoying the, the G one as well. I wish Ishii look, uh, Harold, the, the, the president he's gone, right. From new Japan. So I oh, really, I've, any, I've not been following any gripes, that Harold had with Ishii are gone out the window. And then this new president is like, yo, Ishii, put the rocket on him. He's a star. And that's how I'm seeing it. Ishii needs an IWGP title run, even if it's for a day, give him the strap. Um, but I could see, I could see it being maybe Ibushi winning again, or maybe even Osprey. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not fully caught up yet as well. I, I cherry pick and then kind of backtrack and catch up. But um, G1 season, baby. G1 season. G1. Uh, we go to mystery. Hiya. Not much to say tonight, or rather, I'm sort of busy, so I'll leave my brief thoughts and predictions. Velveteen Dream fucking sucks, and I hope Kushida beats him his ass on Sunday. My hot take is that Damien and Io have significantly more chemistry together as a team in the ring than Candice and Johnny. 
The match itself was great, and Johnny sold like death for EO. As for predictions with Johnny and Candice using underhanded tactics and standing tall and posing with the titles, I definitely think they are losing on Sunday. And they should. It's too early for Priest to lose the title. And EO has way too many matches she should have on NXT as champion first. WWE is also plastering pictures of them both of them posing and wearing the titles all over social media. Question of the week. If Survivor Series is still brand supremacy stuff this year, how would you feel about Sasha or Bailey versus Asuka versus EO as the women's triple threat champions showcase match? It'd be probably one of the best women's matches in WWE history. I can't see Candice representing NXT as she still feels like someone who is much lower on the totem pole compared to a Rhea or EO. Yeah, we, we kind of mentioned that a week or two ago. I think like that's why I think EO should should stay. I think EO versus Asuka versus, as you said, Sasha or Bailey Sasha. would be a fantastic match. Yeah, I prefer it, Sasha, but storyline-wise, is is it like is it the right time for Sasha to beat Bailey for the title? But I mean, that would be the better match for sure. But Bailey well, being in there, it wouldn't be a bad match either. Hell in the Cell is Sasha versus Bailey in the Cell, right? So we assume, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is so. I could see Sasha winning that. And then I would much rather prefer Sasha, Asuka, Io in a triple threat match at that Survivor Series. But uh, Mystery also said he he found the chemistry between Damien and Io better than the actual married couple of Johnny and and Candice, which uh, I think is great. I thought the chemistry between them was fantastic. And is it just me or do I want to see Io Shirai versus Johnny Gargano? Can we book that? Is that a thing we can do? Can we just book that? For Survivor Series, that doesn't make sense, but fucking book it because that was a little great little interaction they had on tonight's match. We go to Crooked Letter. Despite a rushed build, NXT had a last-ditch effort tonight to push TakeOver 31, and for the most part, it paid off. The prime target segment, including Kyle heading to the biggest matches of his career, was terrific, and the face-to-face with Finn was even better as their personalities played off one, one another very well. Shotzi and Dakota put on a hot opener with a scary spot that had me worried. Swerve and Escobar had a solid war of words. Priest and Io became a tag team that I didn't know I needed. I have a nagging feeling that Adam could turn on Kyle on Sunday. I'm already losing sleep over it. A solid go-home show. P.S. Get well soon, Tegan Knox. Yes, get well soon, Tegan. But yeah, uh, Crooked here is kind of saying everything we've said. We go to Paul from New Jersey. The show kicked off with the evil Shotzi Blackheart defeating the lovely angel that is Dakota Kai. That's okay. There will be revenge. Can we just take a minute to talk about what a wrestling god Johnny Gargano is? After last night, the last thing I ever want to see again is a debate. However, Santos Escobar sounded excellent. The Cameron Grimes stepping stones to the moon invitational. Get the fuck in. This week's Kona fact. Kona is currently one to six in 2020. I fear for anyone who steps in the ring with this man in 2021. The Clash of Champions watch along, and more importantly, the post-show was an absolute blast. Thank you again, Daunting Dragon Dave. Go Yankees. Yeah. Rip Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I, I think Paul joined our YouTube room a little uh, late, but we were we were praising you, Paul, with your good work on stepping in with our Class of Champions post show and finally we go to the last one it's crooked letter again who says sasha versus eo versus asuka is a women's wrestling fans wet dream i would be over the moon if that happened sasha does have an infinity for the joshi style so more people want sasha 
involved in that match. That may or may not even happen because that's still time to go. We got to focus on TakeOver 31 before we can talk about Survivor Series, which is like later, which is like November. We got time. We chilling. We good. We got time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we cool. But we're uh, out of time for tonight. Yeah, we are. Yes. Uh, that was NXT this week. We do have TakeOver 31. We will be, go- are we going live? Are we doing a watch along for this? For TakeOver yeah, 31? probably. Yeah. Hang so, out yeah. with us. YouTube.com slash up next. Come hang out and watch TakeOver 31. And then we will be doing our TakeOver 31 post show that will be on this very feed, wherever you find your podcast, wherever you found this. TakeOver 31 post show. Will Kyle O'Reilly beat Finn Balor? Only time will tell. Sunday night, come hang out and watch some wrestling with us and then uh, hang out while we talk about it and chat all about it. Uh, follow us again on our Facebook page and Facebook group, Up Next Podcast, and the Up Next Podcast group, and the Twitter at Up Next Podcast. Again, all the shows that we kind of mentioned in the top. Clash, for, Clash of Champions 1. We got The Room, Back to the Future. Uh, what do we have this week? More was next. We have uh, Twilight Twilight Zone. We have so many shows. Go just look at all the shows we've been putting out. All the best matches ever. G1 stuff. All this stuff. Patreon.com slash up next. Only $5 for the North American tier gets you access to all the show. Even if you just want to hear Freddie Got Fingered. It's five bucks and you, you've made it because it's only five bucks to hear Waiting talking about Tom Green humping a dead moose. All the shows are up there. All the stuff. We will have our October schedule posted by the time you're listening to this and uh, all the stuff we have planned for spooky season because it's technically October 1st right now. Spooky season in full effect, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us here at Up Next. I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at the D, And I am at Davey Portman. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. And remember to vote, 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 vote. Take care. Goodbye. And will you shut up, man? Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.